0: Why hello! And we're only starting 19 <laughs> minutes <laughs> late. Thank you for joining us for season 22, episode 14
1: of Happy, sure. Sure. Of Happy you Jack's Arbitrage Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Kurt.
0: That's really loud. You don't have to be that loud. <laughs> I'm Dave. Perfect. You Very good, Dave. <laughs>
2: I'm Chris. It works, too. <laughs> I'm Benji.
0: And I'm Kimmy. And this is the live studio audience. Hello, audience! Yeah. How was the con so far? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Uh, first, uh, because his time is, is precious. Eric, you want to come up? Yes. Yeah. His time is the precious. He needs it. Oh, it's, it's precious. Time no. becomes precious when no. you become no. a dad.
3: Oh. Not even a little. Block,
0: Block them. Block, Block them. them.
3: Yeah, fuck them. We're at how to Make we'll a hire it. Hi, Hi no, audience.
0: And tell us who you are and, and tell
4: us what's going on here at the con. Well, I am Eric Maldrich I. I am the con manager of this convention. Woo! Okay, all seriousness. Yeah, I'm the idiot who puts this thing on. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for coming out to Gateway 2018. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, again, some great news. This is the largest gateway we have run so far. Easy. It will be big. The big question is, will this beat Orcon this year? It'll be close. So it may end up being the largest convention we've run so far. It'll be close. Let's not count our chickens quite yet. So, anyway, I just want to say thank you very much. Hope you all are having a good time. Hope you found parking in less than half an hour. So, <laughs>
5: Anyway, <laughs> last
4: night was good. Tonight, not so much. Anyway, here you go. Thanks, Stu.
6: Thank,
0: thank you. Thanks, sir.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Where'd he go?
0: I, just, I saw him, and now he's not here. Who?
2: What? Sandoval. He's, Sandible. he's right, there. right there. Oh. He,
0: if,
7: you, <laughs>
2: if he was a he's snake, a he would have
0: been what in your boot. You want <laughs> to come up? Yeah. This is Jim Sandoval. He runs the RPG yeah. section yeah. at the
8: convention. Yeah. Jim Sandoval, everybody! Yay! Yay! Hey, everybody! How's everybody doing?
2: Woo! I don't know I you, about you, Jim. but I've been
8: having a freaking great time this weekend. Yeah!
2: <laughs> All right, so uh,
8: like Eric said, man, this has been a crazy con. Um, I actually ran out of room, and I had to reach out to other departments to see about other room because I, I didn't have enough physical space for everybody. This has been the busiest. Friday we've ever had in RPGs uh, since I started here like five years ago. So, yeah, it's been amazing. And Sunday is going to be busy, too. We have so many wonderful events and so much stuff going on, a lot of tournament play with payouts and great stuff. Uh, So I'm really hoping that you guys are having a good time. I'm also going to be running a game tomorrow at 8. Uh, and it's that's the first time in like five years that I've uh, run a game at this con yeah. since I've taken this position. So I'm out looking forward to seeing uh, some of you over there and, and, and playing with us uh, in my little Savage Worlds game. Uh, does anybody have any questions or comments that they might want might have about the con? We love you. Nice shirt. Yeah, it's a great shirt. I love the shirt. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys are having a fantastic time. I'm hoping that you're loving the variety of games. I'm hoping that you guys might check out Games on Demand with Tomes over there. Because uh, it's, it's a great little sub-department, and I'm working real hard to try to get it, get it to be its own department on its own so we can keep it growing. Uh, keep on coming. Keep on having fun. And I love you all. Thanks.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Jim. Jim Sandoval.
8: Uh, Thanks,
0: Jim. The, I have some... Uh, me to you. Thanks. So, I have some stuff to give away. Oh. Uh, I, I'm not sure how... is. I'm going to so do excited. the bridesmaid thing. Ready?
9: Always the stew, never the... No. Oh, oh, my eye! I
2: it. What are you talking about? I know, I it. I oh! oh <laughs> snagged!
10: Roll those, go right ahead. Mm. It's all in the
2: <laughs>
0: It's your first time at the convent- convention. Excellent. Right. Well, welcome. All right. Uh, any f- anyone run any games on Friday they would like to talk about? Any games on Friday that anyone. Yeah. Oh, Do the thing. Mr. Christopher. This motherfucker right here.
7: That's right. Yeah, I ran two games. I actually, I don't know what I did this, this, this time. I decided to run all the games. I did get to play one game, but on Friday, I, play, I ran two games. There was, uh, at the 2 o'clock hour, I ran 16
3: candles. (laughs) Aww.
7: 16 candles. So uh, I think we talked a lot about 10 candles on this cast. You do, yes. Um, For for those of you,
3: we are fans.
7: (laughs) Yeah, it was actual play. I, I think that if if you don't know about it, definitely check it out. It's it's by far my favorite game. And and I play a lot of them and this it's every time I play it it changes me in some sort of profound way and I become, you know, lifelong friends with the people that I I survived the uh the game with.
3: <laughs> you, yeah, you you don't don't survive. That's yeah. the point. Right. No,
7: as a person, not as a character. Oh, oh
3: okay. <laughs> you That's know, I'm
7: t- on Facebook, kind texting. They you're right. Man, because that was rough, and uh, yeah, I know I'm okay though, thanks for being there, man. you know But I decided you know, because the key mechanic of tin candles is that you uh, you know you have uh, all of the candles lit, and when you fail, the candle goes out, and this happens until it goes dark and you die. I was like, this was like John Hughes' movie. But wait! It's like but the opposite, right? Because it starts off terrible, and by the end you get everything you want. So I was thinking, why not you know, Sixteen Candles? <laughs> we just do the Sixteen Candles, of the game. So I reversed the mechanics. I posted on Facebook. I, I tagged Stephen Dewey, the guy who made the game. Yep. He said, "Chris, no."
3: <laughs> so uh, uh, of course you did it anyway. I was like, "No, it's going to be fine. It'll no, it'll be fine.
7: work." And he responded seriously, "No." <laughs> I think he went to. Did he go to you, Dave? He's like, Dave, you have got to stop this it, somehow. But no, it's already listed, man. You know, too my, late. <laughs> my buddy Sandoval already posted it. It's got to <laughs> happen, you know. So, so we did it, and man, it was, it was, it was. I, I don't know. I didn't have to work. It was the best game I ever ran because I didn't have to do anything. I, I had an all-star cast. I just sat and watched. And it was. I wish we would have recorded it. It was. Oh it was so good it was so funny um, so that was that was the one game and then I um, uh, d- maybe we should talk to the players yeah players yeah. I, I'm trying to walk I think um, there's one player here yeah I, I played two players game. three four
1: get up here come on move it we have a lot of players All in right, here well, I'll, I'll fill some time while they fucking line up or whatever you played in the game yeah so I played, played in the game
3: yeah, you have to stand in front of yeah, with yeah. Stu. Yeah, the, the queue goes this direction, but you can stand right here. Talk. It's very well organized. Come on, Joey. I don't know how it got that organized. So <laughs>
0: Fucking new guy over here, oh, I said. Come I, on, directions. I, I was, I
11: get... Stage presence. Hi. <laughs> so tell us, how, what, you th- what was your impressions of the game? Oh, well, uh, well hold the, stop moving the mic and I'll hold it. <laughs>
9: hey, hey. Hold it. <laughs> you suck.
2: <laughs>
11: uh, no, the, the game was phenomenal. I, uh, I was really excited to join the game because I've only ever run Tin Candles. and never actually got to play. And then when I got there, I'm like, oh, so it's not Tin Candles. That's, that's fine. John Hughes, that's cool. Um, what was really funny was so the way Tin Candles works, you, know, you get your vice and your virtue from other people. And I'm like, I'm so excited because I play a garbage person on Carefree High. I want someone else to give me things. I'm not going to make the character. It'll be great. I got ambitious and overly friendly. <laughs> so I'm what? like, What? that's fine. This isn't on brand. Um, <laughs> but it actually made me really cool, because me and Kurt kind of made a similar characters. like, we'll just be friends, like the douchey, you know, bro friends. Oh, yeah. And both had redemption stories that were completely different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, mine was more of a go to jail and, and get shipped off to Harvard story, but... <laughs> It's redemption-esque. Well, I mean, when you've got the money, jail's not really a problem. <laughs> it's more of a setback.
11: <laughs> because
2: 80s. Accurate.
11: Right. Yeah. It was 80s. Although Especially think, in the 80s. <laughs> but uh, what I really liked was we kind of did, we kind of also both kind of almost a she's all that approach to the unpopular girls yeah, in the group. Yeah. But again, yeah, Gina and then and Katie. And uh, oh, I love... Oh, well, none of us really had a romantic experience with you, Tomes. I'm sorry. Next time, I promise. Um, I can't
1: wait for my romantic yes, experience. Yes, with yes, that's right.
11: Yeah, Tomes was our, our lovely uh, drug dealer. Um, and that was, that was lovely and fun. And straight A student. Wait, And
2: what was he in the game?
11: Oh, well done. I like you. Tick? Uh, but Technically, no, the, he was the game, a pharmaceutical dealer. True, and yes. I pharmaceutical. Was a drug
9: dealer. Right.
1: Was well, now you're just splitting Everyone hairs. Everyone was 100 on coke though.
11: Oh, yeah. all the time. Yes. To me. yes. Well, yeah. I think we all did coke at some point during the game. Everyone did some because coke. 80s. Because. Uh, because of, yeah. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> no, my favorite part was was my character and yours wearing the exact same white suit
11: with the sleeves rolled up on the first day of school. Right and we had the moment dude I told you we both can't be Crockett on the same day I fucking get
1: Mondays no you get every other Monday we talked about this I get Mondays you get
11: the next day whatever (laughs) the entire game
7: I think the end of that argument was okay I'll let you have it yeah Yeah. you need it you you need it more than I do anyway
11: and that was fine because I got the girl in the end (laughs) All right, speaking of the girl, Katie, go. First, you have to tell
0: us who you are and what you do that makes you famous.
12: Uh, I'm Katie, um, and I am a pyrotechnician. That's right. (laughs) So when you hear Stu talk about the person at the table in the game that was a pyro that, like, knew the real things about the fireworks, that's me. That's her. Uh, But, yes, Joey and I went to prom. It was great. We were prom king and queen, which was amazing. Uh, And I helped him in his redemption story because he was a douchebag. And I taught him about the arts, which, you know, that's awesome. Um, But I played the uh, slam poetry student who was super into drama. And so I got everyone to come to my, my poetry reading where I, we, what was our, we were the roosters?
7: Yeah, it was uh, Roosevelt High Roosters. The Roosevelt Roosters. So. Roosevelt, the Roosevelt roosters. roosters.
12: So, of course, my slam uh, poem had to start with me saying cock over and over again. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So it was, of course, Chris forgot my poem in the room, which Sorry. I left for him. So cock. What? It was a six cock poem. You will come out no more. (laughs) Just
10: rolls off the
7: tongue.
12: It just rolls off the tongue. And and the school
7: called her cock girl. Cock girl. But but what did what did she do?
12: I embraced it. I I was like, this is my stage (laughs) name. I embraced the cock. (laughs) Yeah. Grab hold and don't let go. It's the best way. Yeah. (laughs) So I embraced it. It was my my stage name. Everybody was shouting like, Go cock girl. (laughs) When they were voting for me for prom queen, it was it was amazing. Yeah, Roosevelt was
7: embraced the cock.
12: Yes, Roosevelt definitely, Roosevelt definitely embraced, embraced the, the, cock. the cock. Yeah. I have heard about the history. Definitely. Once. But I think Dave may have had the most interesting character in the game. Wow. What was
0: that, Dave? Thank you.
12: So
9: <laughs> I decided wife, that everybody. I was going to end up with
2: you
9: suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it in a minute. I'm getting there. Uh, So I decided that I was going to make a character that was the super 80s futurist sort of kid that was the, like, in your head, imagine for parents, if it was Otho and Delia Dietz and they didn't have the semi-normal dad in the picture at all, and this was the product. And, like, everything I wore was pointy and angular. <laughs> Uh, and I had neon pink wingtips that I wore
2: <laughs>
9: no, like, like like literally first day of school was uh, a top that looked like a triangle that just was open on the sides like a poncho <laughs> but uh, th- th- so then I decided that I was just the like, very anti everything school related because it was inane, so it started with the what was like the assembly. <clears throat> Pepperelli, pepperelli assembly yeah yeah and i don't know where it came from inside me but it just was the like there she got up to start talking about poetry or drama or something and i just was in the back going you suck <laughs> <laughs> And that just became the thing for the rest of the game. <laughs> and then I didn't, I, I was prohibited from going to prom because of these outbursts. Oh. So I framed the vice principal with Coke in his desk drawer. <laughs> yes. So he went to jail.
3: You should be nice to assistant principals. They're good people. They <laughs> have a very hard job. They have a hard job. <laughs> yep.
9: How hard was it? <laughs> yeah. Well,
13: oh, yeah. Another
1: result of this, though. Damn. <laughs> yeah, we got our cup- comeuppance. Yeah. yeah. Because when Good. you got the principal sent off to jail, oh, that's right. the new principal yeah. shows up in her pencil skirt and is like, everything is canceled. Right. You are all terrible. <laughs> exactly. Nothing will return until you but get a 3.0 grade. For Kimmy's benefit, there was whenever. some
7: logic behind this. The <laughs> entire school had a less, less than 2.7. <laughs> wow. That is the power no of a pencil skirt, extracurricular people. extracurricular <laughs> activities. <laughs> None until this GPA comes back up. That no means nothing. Location.
4: We were
0: just fucked.
14: There's no secrets.
4: 2.79.
14: Yeah.
9: We pulled out of that nosedive for sure.
0: All right. Anything else about that game? Yes. Come
5: over here. 100%. All right. Wait, who are you? It's on. Uh, oh, I am Tomes, and uh, I am an indie RPG shill. What? Um, <laughs> So So, two things. First of all, they're forgetting to say something about another brilliant mechanic that you added to that game. So in the regular 10 candles game, you know, whenever something happens bad, you start talking about the next scene. Right. So you establish truths in this case, that mechanic turned into montage. And so in between, like every time something happened that forwarded the game, candles got lit. And it was montage time. And montage meant that Chris hit a button and we got a new 80s song on the so speakers. Good. It was insanely good. It was insanely good. <laughs> so that that's not exactly that's number one. Number two, Chris is saying, like, oh, you know, I didn't have to do anything, I just sat back. I mean, that's kind of bullshit. We know that's bullshit. Like, Chris was amazing as any of the NPCs. And Honestly, everybody just brought their game, but the best part was if you weren't in the scene, you were just sitting back and chewing on popcorn. Like, the the one thing you need to know about this game is you have to bring popcorn because it will just be so enjoyable in between scenes. But yeah, it was fan-fucking-tastic. It was so good.
9: All right. Just FYI, I made everybody for my song listen to the German translation of Take On Me. (laughs) Oh, it was time it was after time. time. After time. You're right. You're, I'm sorry, it was time, time after, after time. Time after time, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, well, yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay, I'm generating <laughs> random
0: numbers between 1 and 24 because that's how many people are in the audience right now. Someone say stop. Stop, stop. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13.
2: Hey! Oh, yeah, oh, you make them? oh shit! Okay, all right. I get to pick. I know
3: customization is important. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies
0: and
1: gentlemen, shoes. There is
4: we'll
0: a, a fine array of three dice trays with lids and staging areas. Nice. And you're going to take the Celtic knot uh, or yes. one. Awesome. And what's your name?
2: Aurora.
3: Aurora.
0: Thank you. Congratua- congratulations. Thank you for you coming. You chose wisely.
3: <laughs> and you have a great Star Trek sweater. I love it. I know, Fat lutes.
9: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Excellent.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, any, any other Friday games? Any, any more Friday
7: games? Friday games? I, I had another one. By, okay. Um, too, too man. I know. What the hell? Go ahead, go. Okay, so uh, the next game I did was The Godfather. Yes. The very one. Dump it I did this on this, this is the I talked about Thank this you before. you
9: inviting me to this game on the first day
7: of your <laughs> convention. <laughs> you spend time with your family. I, um, I've been working on a framework for storytelling games that focuses on character motivation called what? The Great American Novel. And I talked about this before, I think, on the show. Um, and this was my okay. Let's apply this framework to The Godfather because you know, what do we have? Motivations. We have characters. We have character arcs. So um, it was uh, it was a very very interesting game. Um, I brought in some uh, you know I brought in the uh, the the archetypes which were associated with the characters that we know, but the game wasn't really about the characters. This is just another situation. Nineteen forty six the uh the, the 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 war is over but a new war is beginning in new york with the mob right and um so we chose a family as a group and we chose everybody's characters and archetypes and um i, I really felt like i watched the godfather that night i mean there was uh there were hits you know at the right time and there were uh, there was a lot of tension and conflict but i think the shining factor was when the old don came out the new don came in and the seat was empty, and the new Don sat in the seat with with his new his, with his new crew, and it was it was so beautiful, and and it was a really really good, but extremely late game. Yeah. And I'm 41. I can't do this anymore. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. 41's not that old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I like before we because there are some people here that play. Um, I want to, Jim. You <laughs> gave me the boardroom for the Godfather. Yeah. And you gave me the boardroom for 16 candles, yeah. and I was in Stu's game the next morning in the boardroom. I was in the boardroom all weekend, and I was like, this is the way cons should be. This is it. Our own space. You want boardroom? You get boardroom. Uh, so, yeah, we have some players here. Um, I, I,
1: I definitely played in that game. Um, I played the uh, I played the cunning rascal uh who was Sonny. Um and uh it be it was a little bit of an issue because I have not seen Godfather in a very long time. And I don't remember what happens to Sonny. Don't and tell Everyone him. else knew. And when I picked Sonny, they were like, Wait, you don't know? Like, Fuck, what's gonna happen to me? It turned out okay. Somehow, <laughs> you know what? I am the most surprised that I lived. I I was <laughs> expecting to die at every turn because I was just contradicting everyone's orders. Uh, I was I like everything on the sheet was basically telling me like be the moral center of this uh, crime family, and so every time they needed to kill someone or wanted to the there's a hit we we need to. Make a decision, and I was like, "No, we can't kill somebody. All he did, it wasn't that bad. Just break his knees and send him to Palm Springs. He'll be fine. <laughs> like,
2: that's
1: that's fair. Um, but I, I I pretty much interrupted everyone's plans. Uh, like, someone's trying to hit on somebody's wife, and I walk over and I'm like, "Hey, man, you know you can't play another man's piano. You gotta back the fuck off."
3: I'm sorry. Uh, I mean they were at a piano Okay
9: (laughs) They just didn't know better I I was in character Kimmy
3: I am more
1: enlightened out of character Got it, okay (laughs) I did write
7: you can't play on another man's piano Down on an index card because that's a quote
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag feminist wine Okay
7: uh, the, the 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 story was I mean there was a, a really intense story going on because what happened was the Don who's aging and kind of sick and over it was letting his older son kind of take over the business but the older son wasn't ready oh yeah and um, and there was a, a hit put on by another family on a friend of his that saved him in the war so um, there was there was a lot of a lot of that conflict that your character was negotiating
1: right. Uh, and it was, I don't know, I, I kept putting myself in the in the line of fire, basically, and somehow lived.
12: So, except the oldest Katie. son, I'm Katie again, um, <laughs> except the oldest son wasn't the oldest son. He was the second son, because the oldest son was a bastard, which was a playable character, uh, was one of the PCs, um, who was playing the piano with me. Um, LAUGHTER
10: the I was
12: married to the legitimate son, uh, and so the bastard son was the one that was trying to, like, weasel his way in there to the family.
1: And you can't play another man's piano.
12: Uh. <laughs> Say it again. Kimmy's bristling,
0: don't. <laughs> can I, can I, I can I, you can't play mean, another man's piano, you can't play another man's harmonica, <laughs> <laughs> all right? How about
3: you just ask the piano what it wants? Yes. It's a piano, Ask the piano if it wants to fucking be tickled. You can
12: play
2: it
3: (laughs) four-handed. Tappy just said you you can play it four-handed, and that's accurate. Everybody wants to sleep with
2: Victor Borga. (laughs)
12: I, I think the thing that I had a, had difficulty with, which I'm sure Kimmy can appreciate, uh, is that it is the '40s, and I'm the woman in this mob family, and I'm trying to like be true to time and character, but also um, fuck that. So, thank you. Right? I can put that down. Yeah i put my drink down for a high five yeah. Um, but yeah a so that was like time, the man. difficult balance so I just worked around the problem by going to mama and, and warning her that her son the man I didn't want to be married to anymore uh, was talking to another mob family and was working against our family and I was worried about my husband so she would go and talk to her husband and then he wouldn't be a problem anymore excellent so you know mama I was
7: married to the to the
12: dawn. Yeah, yeah. so I, I couldn't directly affect the family because you know I'm a woman and it's the '40s, but I've got my ways. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I I
7: almost excarted myself about how her husband was treating her, and it was extremely uncomfortable. I apologize.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: All right, Kurt. Yes.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. So this is Talk Kurt.
4: This is. Real Kurt, uh, not other Kurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's at the fucking table, asshole? Oh! Yeah, who
0: refused to come up to the table? He's the real Kurt.
2: <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
4: so I was, um, I had actually only recently watched The Godfather 1 and 2 for the first time in the last six months. Uh, so it was actually kind of fresh in my mind. And so I picked the Luca Brazzi character, um, which actually worked out for a couple of reasons. One, I really wasn't ready to to be to play the political game that night. Um, so I just got to be the guy, yes boss, do it. But you know, I, I also had to reconcile the fact that there were lots of bosses. And they were all giving me orders. And they usually conflicted with one another. Oh, yeah. Like when Kurt and Katie and, and, and the bastard all gave me different orders and and my my one like creative element that I brought into this was the, the bastard was playing the piano and so it's like okay so what are we playing? And I decide that um, whatever he's playing, I'm gonna like just quietly be there and singing along and so oh, you know, the the the, the mafioso's got a, a, a voice. And what is he saying? Nat King Cole? in the 19 19- <laughs> It's like wait what you're you're singing Gershwin as done by Nat King Cole at a mafia wedding? Well, it
7: was Easter. It, <laughs> it was, was Easter. Easter. That's right.
4: Sorry, not a wedding. It was Easter. Oh, yeah, we that's right. We were playing oh, The sorry.
7: Godfather. We were playing The Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather.
4: So uh yeah no uh, it was uh as as much as you might be surprised that you survived uh, I, I, cause I remember what happened to Sonny, but I also remember what happened to Luca and the fact that I knew through the entire game that I was expendable, mm. uh, cause I wasn't a member of the family. I just worked for you. I oh, was yeah. really amazed that I survived. <laughs> All right.
0: Yes. Can I ask a good
15: question? Yes, you may. Talking to Mike, though. We can't hear. I'm That's why I'm no, getting we'll the mic. The intro. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Camera. Hi. What? <laughs> what is Oh, oh my God, you guys are really making me nervous now. Um, hi, I'm Adam, longtime listener, first-time caller.
13: False. False. False, he calls a lot. He
9: just doesn't uh, get through the screener.
13: <laughs> For good
15: reason. Um, Christopher, I'm just wondering if you will run this again, but actually do it married to the mob instead of the godfather, please? The beauty
7: about the Great American Novel Framework, trademark, <laughs> trademark Christopher Gray,
2: <laughs>
7: is that it can be done in any story that requires human drama. Yeah. So married to the mob. So married to the mob. yes. Excellent. I am going to run it at GauntletCon, which is the Gauntlet's online con where everybody should participate in and look up. It's great. Uh, and I'm going to do Fargo. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah, and that was a vote by the community I'm doing Fargo. It was between that and Reservoir Dogs. It was a really oh. tight race.
1: I voted for Reservoir Dogs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No All
9: right. way, I'm Mr. Pink. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, no more Friday games? No more Friday games going once? Come on.
9: I was about to... I was, yeah, I was going to get angry.
5: Uh, so, uh... Th- Tomes, again, you know who I am at this point, hopefully. Um, so uh, Friday I ran... So one thing, I, I ran a game, and it's like an indie story game. The pace was not super high. It's supposed to be kind of mellow and, and weird a little bit and whatever. I would have ran it at Friday at 2, but this fucker right here, meaning Chris, ran his game at 2, and I wanted to be in 16 Candles.
7: That's any nominated uh, Christopher Gray.
5: Any nominated Christopher Gray... <laughs>
7: The fucker in a nominated Christmas. Yes.
5: <laughs> um, so first of all, 16 Candles is an APM game. It's full of energy. I knew my game was not going to be full of energy. That's my excuse. This is me making my excuses. Look. It was a great... It was a cool game, though. So I ran Merkur the Death Rolled Kingdom. Yes, I know. You're looking at me funny. There's these two guys in Southeast Asia. They're writing a Southeast Asian-inspired fantasy setting. And so I've created kind of like a little game to run in that. And... Uh, you know, it was uh, uh, probably the third time I've tested it. Uh, <laughs> yes, keep going. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I was really happy with how it ended. I think there was definitely, like, the eye-dropping stuff around 10 to 11. I was feeling a little bit tired during yeah, that it time.
9: It was not your game, dude. No, 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 no. no. It was, the, I take full responsibility. That...
5: I, I don't think it was totally my game. But, like, I, I was also tired between that time. Like, it's not a game to play at night. However... I'm going to be proud of myself for doing a thing. And I'm going to talk about that thing just real quick. So, And it's totally like an indie game, metagame, hippie shit thing. Wait, wait, right? wait. You played an indie game? Oh, uh, I, I, wrote, I wrote an indie game. <laughs> so, code. <the, laughs> yeah. Wake you up. Around 1130, I felt like the story, like, okay, we were kind of tying to the end. I wasn't sure exactly where it was going or what to do. I didn't want it to end on a flat note, so we stopped for a second, we did the time check, and I said, hey guys, let's stop for a second, let's talk like adults. What do you want to see out of the game? What do you want to see out of the game? And did that around the table, and got a little bit of a consensus of what they wanted to see their characters do, and I felt like we ended on a pretty decent like finale. And I just want to say, like, if you're open to that kind of metagame bullshit, it's dope. It, it did the trick. So, anyways, that was me, and that was my game. I mean, there's some players here, so they can do their thing if they want to. But. I'd like to say,
7: Tom, ran, I've, I've been in games with you, and I've, I've sat in games that you've run, and uh, you're magical. You're a unicorn. And, and uh, one, of, uh, one of the things that you do so well is your, your empathetic link to your players. You understand what they're thinking and feeling, and that's, that, that can't be learned, man. All right.
9: Time and again, I keep threatening that I'm going to go and buy Tomes a pith helmet. Yes. Right. Uh, and I keep forgetting. So hold me to it this time, everybody. Yeah. Because he's the guy, like, we're all sitting in the plush, leather-lined London Explorer Society building. And we have a great time, and we do stuff, and it's fun. And then he comes back, and he's like... I've been to the far reaches. (laughs) And I have come back with this. (laughs) And it's just shit that you're like, who, what, where did you, what is this? I can't understand what's happening here, but it's awesome. And then we're all like, I wish I could go on that expedition, but I'm old and I've been drinking. (laughs)
0: Right. and who are you what do you do that makes you famous I'm Andrew
14: and I'm famous for traveling a really long way to be here
3: wait 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 now you have to tell us how far you came
14: uh, I come from Chicago so nice. four and a half hours by plane that was delayed by three hours because we didn't have breaks it's yeah it's been a weekend break? yeah uh Merkurger uh was pheno- phenomenal. It's a really cool setting about traveling down a river through uh, a kingdom of talking magical crocodiles who also fall in love. <laughs> uh it it was it was great. It was very very light and loose when it comes to mechanics. The character creation was super fast and fluid and it turned out that uh we all fall back into our own stereotypes of Dave communing with nature and loving monkeys and. Uh...
2: Well,
9: so accurate. That was the, the brilliant <laughs> the, the brilliant thing about it was like he laid out cards. Talk this into card. the mic. I, I thought it was close no. enough. I'm so, all right. <clears <clears throat> throat> so <laughs> he laid out cards on the table with some choices for our characters as we were making characters, and it was. Just And they weren't explained. There was no, like, here's some rules about w- if you pick this, you get these powers or whatever. No. It was, this is hippie gaming This days. is something you get. Here you go. Have a paragraph. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even that. It was, it here's was a title. It was That's you. Oh, word. <laughs> but so, like, I ended up picking the macaque of Tui. And I was like, and then one of the options that you could pick for your talent was summoner. So I'm like, yeah, I summon, like, astral monkeys. That swing through the trees and go gather stuff for me and Give all of us. that. Well, they were macaques. It? I was a macaque. Oh. Uh, but the part that was brilliant was, yeah, howler monkeys. <laughs> Next time it's going to be howler monkeys, and the whole game I'm just going to sit there going,
16: <laughs>
9: and... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, no, 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 like, the the brilliant part was that two people picked the same thing. Yep. The bear
14: of Candice.
9: Yes. I would pick that. up here. It's It's the
14: bear of Candice. (laughs) Of course
9: we picked it. (laughs) But the fact that they, like, by fiat negotiated out this whole mystical bear religion (laughs) without communicating with each other, it just became a thing in front of me. And I was like... One sitting on one side, the other sitting on the other, and I'm like, "Ooh, it's like Wimbledon! I love this!"
14: <laughs> and that was the really cool thing about this game because it was it. The book itself, Mer-Kur-Gur, is like Mur-Kur-Gur? I don't know, 22 pages maybe, and it's not okay. a system; it's just a setting. So we threw a tiny OSR rules on it, and we fleshed everything out ourselves. So. The only information we got about Candice was that we were bears of Candice. That's it. Everything else was just, yeah, yeah, no, that that sounds right. You're you're war. Yeah, cool. Like, we we wear masks. He's like, yeah, 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 you wear masks. We turn into bears at night. Yeah, whatever. Cool, go for it. (laughs) And all, all the character arcs we went through were really interesting and intense and cool start to finish. And it's all shit that we just made up. None of it was like, oh, well, this is Forgotten Realms, so uh, your elf is actually acting in a way that society would... Cho- no, we're just like, oh, cool. I'm floating down the river that's a talking crocodile. Let's have tea with it, because we have tea with, with crocodiles. But don't trust that one. That one's going to eat you, because it's raining.
2: Because it's raining. <laughs>
14: The, the one interesting other experience I had in this game was It was the first time I played a mute character And I did it accidentally um, We started and my character was just kind of quiet And then my other bear Bears of Candice That was the voice he used the entire game it was, that, it was that volume when he was sneaking It was that intense even at night And so I was like well he's the loud one I'm going to be the quiet one and when I talk, it's going to be great. And that just never happened. <laughs> we got like two and a half hours in. I'm like, I guess I'm just mute now. A witch took my voice. Tomes, find me a witch. <laughs> and he did. The, and that's the, be- that's the beautiful... When we were talking about the ending, one of the things I said, well, this witch took my voice. There better be a witch in the finale, Tomes. Make it happen. And he did. We, we all talked about what we wanted to see out of the game. And we all got approximately what we wanted and uh then we had this really cool epilogue and it's like it was a a game that we knew nothing about literally it was m-r-k-r-g-r tomes i'm like yeah okay i'll play that (laughs) it's got tomes on it yeah yeah no yeah no it's a weird indie game from tomes yeah i'll sign up for it um but through through the entire process it was really interesting Seen how everyone role-played and reacted to this weird, bizarre setting. And uh, it was one of the coolest experiences I've had at the convention. Also, my other bear is here, and I will let him talk now.
16: Who are you? The convention? Here. Uh, I'm Robert, and I've been coming here for a while following Tom's down in Games on Demand. I guess I have to stand on the X. For organized. I know, pictures. this is new.
12: Who is That's your what? daddy, and what does he do?
16: Get on the face <laughs> mics.
9: Face mics. Who is it?
16: <laughs> All right, so yeah, this game was kind of crazy. I didn't know what to expect from it, but I have faith in Tome after, like I said, we've been running down in games on demand for the last few years, so I figured it would be something awesome. Uh, the fact that there were no vowels in the name of the game was probably an indicator that something different was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Kargar. <laughs> and, uh, like the, the, I've got to, again, give props to the table. I think you know the other three guys really kind of just jumped up and made that game, having I've never played in a game where somebody did so many funny things and never said anything during the game. (laughs) And the sad thing was they left me to interpret all of his little pantomimes. And I think the other two players got it, and I would just be like, he says we should go fight now. And he's like shaking his head, and I'm like, now. (laughs) (laughs) And it just went on the entire game like that. Um... It but was yeah, almost I,
9: like that when there was that uh, that fake <coughs> sign language interpreter on, what I, like in South Africa, in yeah. South Africa during yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So the, like they were just up there doing weird motions and sh- shining it on, and all these important people are like, "Oh, very good." <laughs> and that's what all of us were. We're like, "Oh, whatever he says, okay, that's yeah. bear language."
16: Yeah, and we we found out that bears also are the master of puns. Yeah. Uh, so constantly no matter what was happening if you could throw a pun out no matter what the bad effect of it was we would have to throw it out and all the bears would collapse and then that would be it for about three or four minutes so just Just over and over again it was fantastic uh but yeah i just want to give props to tomes like i mean everybody has already said and and i've again it's one of my favorite places to go here at the con now is to head out down the games on demand and there's always something different there that's it's absolutely something you're not gonna inspect when you sit down, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna
0: give away one more. Do the thing. I'm do, uh, I think I think I'm including I'm including them because there's people sitting up here who aren't normally on the cast and I and Yeah, I, I want some swag, man. I feel bad. So
1: yeah, where's my treats?
9: I've
7: yeah. never gotten nothing free from easy roller dice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got that. I, I'm a hipster. I got that at the Kickstarter. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So did I. Yeah. That's right. So did I.
0: He's
7: out. He's out. No, I I I don't. You're right.
2: So.
0: Kurt, say stop.
9: stop. Eight.
3: The Ocho. Five, six, seven, eight. There you go. More things to carry home on yes. the airplane. Purple. Pick the the Raven one. That's the best one.
0: Ravens right. are awesome. Saturday morning, nine a.m. games. Who ran stuff? Wow. What? You go. Oh, you, you want to go, go first? and then I'll go.
3: And you ran a game.
9: Yeah, I ran a game.
3: Okay. And you Look ran here. a game, and you ran a game.
4: We all ran. Hello. Beast.
0: Kurt
9: here again.
4: Uh, so um, buzz, buzz. I ran Wild Talents. Uh, I ran, uh, it was called Defending Champion City. We're not your ordinary superheroes, we're the other guys. It was <laughs> shamelessly ripped off of Mystery Men. With, and that was the whole I'm point.
9: Three-eyed, three-legged eagle. <laughs> exactly. Yes,
4: exactly. So this... This was basically set uh, 15 years after the events of the movie. Um, so they were organized by yet another audition for superheroes. Uh, but this was held by Invisible Boy, because he was the only one who hadn't retired. Um, but it was still in the shoveler's backyard, because he was the only one who had one.
2: Right.
4: And... Just like the, the previous audition, uh, most of the people who came were an absolute joke, um, and, and not good jokes at that. But two: a pair of brothers, two brothers. Twins. Br- no, I don't think they were twins, but, uh, but uh, you know, bruiser, bruiser and the doorman. What? Bruiser who, who basically got stronger, the more you beat on him and uh the doorman who is in his innate ability was to uh as, as soon as he walks into any structure immediately knows all of the entries and exit ways okay. <laughs> and that's it and that's it that was his power <laughs> that, that that's it <laughs> right so they were the two who were like okay yeah you look like you could uh, you, oh, and you're a package deal all right so the bruiser is a good guy but when doorman all right we'll we'll bring you in as a and this game was absolutely proof positive that it, it may not actually matter how much or how little or how good or how shitty the GM's prep is. <laughs> if the players are good, it's going to be a good game. Amen. And I had two awesome players who were both here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <be distracting>, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but both of my players are here i just had the two players and we had basically well, a buddy cop kind of uh game of course, yeah. um and uh, they're both here so i'll let them excellent andrew
14: i'm back uh, this awesome, game really? was the first time i played wild talents and i've only been trying to play it for like seven years mm-hmm. so thank you for running it kurt uh i played the doorman who again that's all i did I had I was a security guard, so I had some skills related to being a security guard. No weapons, no powers other than. I was also
6: playing it, and that's not all you did. You were we, like we, essential. You have people. to talk to uh, the bank.
14: Uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll get there. But um, the 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 system it was really super cool. I know we've talked Wild Talents. I think like maybe once on the podcast. I've never wait, heard wait, of what's, it. What's Wild
3: Talents? <laughs> wi- wild wi- talent. Wild t- Yes. Don't know anything about it.
14: Um, and despite having read the rules like actually playing it was even cooler because like you don't always grok everything when you uh, just read text Um, Kurt definitely uh, grabbed his stuff and like okay we're going to take a break I need to run to the bathroom we'll be right back (laughs) an hour and ten minutes into the session Um, but he came back and he really really pulled it out like he he did a really good job with the yeah yeah no 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 Kurt yeah yeah fuck you (laughs) The game was fun, you had a story, you gave us clues, there was a bad guy, we went from start, we had a middle, we had an end, it was everything I wanted out of a game. We had two cool characters that were had really cool motivations, we had a cool uh, background shared between them,
4: and all in all, it was a great game. Andrew, you don't know me very well. A lot of these people do know me much better. I'm not being falsely humble. I'm never humble. <laughs>
2: Accurate.
4: I couldn't tell that from the cast. That has never shown.
14: Um, no, but it, it was a very good game, and uh, thank you for running it. And uh, my brother, the Bruiser, is here.
6: Hello. Hi. Who are you, and what do you do that makes you famous? Uh, hi, I'm PK. I'm an archaeologist and a paleontologist. Excellent.
3: Nice. Uh, yeah, That's so I
6: was colors. playing the bur- Bruiser, and I I, I, uh, I had played Wild Talents once before, and really enjoyed it, and it's uh, published by Arc Dream, and I think it was written by uh, Greg Stolze, or Stoltz, or I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Uh, anyway. That's the guy that got my, fired
9: up Back to the Future. What? <laughs> um,
3: Dave, you're drunk. Shut up.
6: So uh, my character could essentially punch things, and that was about it. Like, I could punch things. And then... Uh, uh, The doorman, played by Andrew, uh, was like essential to the game because he had all the investigative and like social skills, and so uh, knew where the bathrooms were. I had, yeah, knew where the bathrooms (laughs) were, (laughs) knew how to. I didn't.
14: I knew where the exits were. (laughs) 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 If you need to visit the woods, I got (laughs) (laughs) hers.
6: Yeah, uh, Andrew was attempting to uh, interpret his character to have more uh, more cosmic like abilities and. the 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 GM was wasn't having any of it uh was was very not like down on that he wanted mystery men low power yeah. gritty supers ridiculous power ridiculous, ridiculous useless yeah yeah I, I was the uh What's that comedian? I, I was a Mr. Furious of the group, except I actually had effective powers.
11: Oh! No. <laughs> Shots fired.
6: Nerd shade. <laughs> <aid. laughs> <laughs> no. This Industry little guy just saved your life. Mr. Furious is just pretending to be, like, he gets angry once. He just pretends to be angry most of the movie, and that's he the joke.
3: taking time, a We right. can't hear you. You're not doing it on the mic. <laughs> anyway. No,
6: I, I can hear you. Oh. Uh... <laughs> So, really fun game. I felt like uh, we really needed more players because, like, the pregens were not all... Like, my character was very combat-oriented but not very investigative. If, uh, I, I, I kind of feel like if you uh, run that again, you should modify the characters so that each one is, has some investigative abilities if they're going to be going up in a mystery. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank
3: you very much. I'll go next. Go. All right, so I ran a game this morning. My name is Kimmy, and none of you have ever heard of me. Uh, I ran a game this morning that none of you have ever heard of called Demigods. Um, It was very exciting. one of the great things about demigods when I run it at conventions, I always do the character creation at the table um, because it's so integral to the connections between all the characters. And if you've ever seen any of my one shots or anything like that, um, the process only takes it, it usually takes about forty five minutes to an hour. Uh, but it really creates the story because generally I don't do much prep ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're all surprised. <laughs> but the story like
2: my little ponies
3: I do make props sometimes. Um, but, you know, the story that we play comes completely out of the character generation that happens at the table. Um, the same thing happened today. It was a little nerve-wracking because at conventions you never know. And I've been really lucky for most of the cons. Most of the time I get at least majority Happy Jucks people signing up for my game. Today that was not the case, so I have these people coming in who I don't know. They're strangers. And I'm like, oh, good. People I don't know. That's great. I'm so good at that because I'm a nerd. Um, LAUGHTER You know, these people come in and, um, you know, you you try and read, like, how is this going to be? You know, are they going to play? This is a game. It's PBTA. So it's very narrative driven. Uh, How they role play is really integral to whether the game will be successful or not. So you're trying to like read this. How much as a GM am I going to have to pad things? You know, how much am I going to have to talk? Because I honestly, as a GM, the more I talk, I feel like the less successful the game is. Like if my players are just talking and I'm sitting here, there here. watching, yeah. then I'm, it's a full success. Um, yeah. And so I was a little nervous, but it really ended up working incredibly well. Um, we managed, We somehow ended up in the 80s. Good job, thank you, Joey. Of course. Which is like the greatest gift a GM can have because suddenly nobody can fucking text. They can't have instant communication. They can't Google shits. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Joey. um, Quick to ARPANET. I'm sorry, Steve, I couldn't hear you. What did you say about being old? I lived lived
4: through it. It wasn't.
3: (laughs) Oh, I Googled it. (laughs) I'll never tell. Anyway, um so yeah, it was a lot of fun. We came up with some really uh diverse characters. They picked the Reaper playbook, the Muse playbook and the Trickster playbook, which is a personal favorite of mine. Uh so it that was really fun. It was great also. Usually I have a little bit bigger games, but I screwed up on my character or er, on my game registration because it was 11:45 the night before sign-ups, which never ever happens to me ever. I do that every single con and every time Jim gets pissed at me but um, so I accidentally typed the wrong number so I only had four slots in there so and then uh, yeah no it turned out to be a really good game Joey come up here and talk about it because I'm done isn't four better I I, I prefer a, a table of four generally when I run games but at a convention because I like having more people play a game and especially when people are trying to play demigods and it's sort of a limited release right now because it's still in beta um, I like having six but it, it's much more manageable with four oh, yeah.
11: Joey Hey, hey, so you gave me the mic so I can actually talk into it.
3: Woo-hoo. Um,
11: so, uh, totally my fault it was set in the 80s, kind of. So, <laughs> when we built our characters, we determined that we had... I was playing the muse and everybody can be shocked that I'm playing a social character. What?
2: what? No way. I know. Um,
11: a performer? What? No. Ring? Me? <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Shade. Oh. Hey. You Whoa. suck. <laughs>
2: Anyway, I was playing
11: an alternative rocker who was the son of Apollo. We had a, uh, the trickster who was basically like a big businessman. Uh, and we had our, our reaper who was a gutter punk. And so I'm looking at these characters and they're talking about things like, okay, this, this is very 80s. Like I'm getting a very 80s feel. So we're kind of deciding where we're going to play. I'm like, why don't we play in the 80s? Worst decision ever, because good luck getting in contact with anybody ever. Um, and
2: that's why we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I
11: miss social media. Um, but no, it was it was really great. We ended up doing a uh, a battle of the bands as the big finale. Um, I ended cool. up recruiting our our gutter our gutter punk as my roadie, and uh, our 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 friend who was like in the the business was very much a the. A patron of my band, who uh, was a gender fluid band. We were all—all the men were dressed as women, all the women were dressed as men. Uh, My character stage name was Helena Troy, and our band name was Titus (laughs) Androgynus. Thank you. Thank you. Um. I got to have a lot of fun punning the shit through the Greek Pantheon. It was
3: amazing. Uh,
11: Our rival band was Odyssey Yes. Oh my god. And uh, my band's big song was uh, Achilles Heal My Soul. Uh,
3: This is what I'm talking about when, as a GM, I just don't talk. (laughs) I just like. Right. (laughs) So was there like an adventure or something? Well, yeah.
11: So basically there was this whole thing with my patron, you know, my dad, Apollo, and uh, the other band was being patronized by Pan. And we had this huge battle of the band trying to screw each other over. uh, Basically because I stole uh, Odysseus' drummer because he was a much better drummer than mine was. And mine kept dying and kept getting reaped by my reaper. (laughs) For tap. The- yes No no All of my drummers played for Spinal Tap There were four drummers and they all just kept dying That right there <laughs> That right there is there So a I definition finally found like the world's best mortal drummer And I seduced him over to my band And convinced him that I was in love with him So he'd stay in my band uh, It was awful I'm garbage I am repetitive um, <laughs> And that's fine uh, but no, we did the battle of the bands. That
3: was a lot of fun.
11: Uh, the other
3: band ended up being lip syncers.
11: Oh yeah, that was oh. a big thing. Yeah. Total Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Oh, so our beautiful. Reaper who was doing audio. <laughs> James, oh, it, that's even worse than. I googled it. I didn't know.
3: I heard them.
9: Oh, your moment, man. That's the definition right there. <laughs> oh, damn.
2: Uh,
11: I can't follow that. Um, I, I will I will just say the only reason I would ever get up for a 9 a.m. game on a Saturday is to play with Kimmy. Because uh, she's awesome, and she's rating Demi Gods, which she's awesome at. And uh, yeah, it was totally worth it. So if you get the chance, hit that up no matter what time the game is. Yes, Kurt? Oh, God. (laughs) How can I help
4: you? Kimmy's game was the table next door to mine. Oh. And at one point... Sorry? (laughs)
2: Sorry,
4: So at one point, I hear Joey say, no, 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 there are no backup singers in my band. (laughs) I am Diana Ross, and they're the Supremes. And I'm like, Joey, did you just compare yourself to Diana Ross?
11: Did I stutter?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Verbatim, what happened at my table? Anyway, it was super fun. Thank you, Joey. We had some other awesome players. Um, I think they got drunk and left a little while ago, but it was super fun. And if you haven't uh, checked out demigods yet, you obviously don't listen to our podcast enough, check out demigodspbta.com. It is amazing, and Jason, who unfortunately isn't here this weekend, but is on a, but is on a bunch of our stuff. No, if you're lucky) Uh, he's also currently running our brand new Apocalypse World AP that's running every other Wednesday night. Um, and yeah, check it out. It's awesome. So I would like to point out that while the
9: 80s didn't have instantaneous communication and connection to all human knowledge. Yes, we did. We had beepers. Nope. Nope. You could still drive from the like San Gabriel Valley to the west side in like 20 minutes. That's oh. true. <laughs> yes. yeah. And it cost you like 30 cents. Yeah. And your car got four miles to the gallon. Right. <laughs> I'm not talking about the 1880s. <laughs> and, uh,
0: Saturday morning games. Any other Saturday morning games? Uh, I, I ran a Saturday
1: morning game. You ran. You ran. No, you did. You ran. You went, go go do my, I was going mine last. you going to do yours last? You go ahead. I, I, yeah, I ran a... I, I actually wrote a game. Um, I wrote several games because I can't be still... Um, I, I I kept trying to write the game Forest Mother Motherhood in a Dangerous Wood, which was an expand expanded version of my 200 word RPG submission, which was terrible. And uh, <laughs> uh, I I kept having to stop to finish Guns and Sharks because my brain would not let it go. That's more important. Yeah, it, I'm gonna have to run Guns and Sharks tomorrow. I Yes. Think. I want
7: to play Guns and Sharks. I don't know what it is.
1: When? I wrote a game called Guns and Sharks. Dibs. Yes, you can. <laughs> Fuck! I gotta get a newsletter. Yeah, Pixel Scandal. <laughs> 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 Twitch.tv slash Pixel Scandal. Guns and sharks. What? For more information about Guns and Sharks, no. So I ran a game called Forest Mother, which I wrote. It's a uh, it's a little story game about forest spirits who raise guardians to go and protect the forest from the dangers that threaten it. It was it it was it's it's very cute. Um, you you start out by creating the forest together. Each person creates a location in the forest. Um, there's like some tables in it, but mostly it's just making shit up. Like uh, there was a, someone decided there was going to be a sinkhole that, that was just the caverns underneath the forest, and we had like waterfalls and shit. That's not really interesting. The the I mean it's it's interesting at the table as a setting. But it is not interesting to talk about. (laughs) Um, But the the next step is to create a forest mother, which is your spirit, like forest spirit, right? Like think Totoro or whatever, right? Uh, So mine was like a stag that walked on its hind legs uh, and greeted people to the forest with its creepy antlers and and hands.
7: No, you need to be on all
1: fours.
9: That's creepy. Right? I said the same thing. Like, no, a stag comes up and waves at you like, hey, what's up? Like that's weird. Yeah,
1: I think my favorite of those was uh, one of the guys. He it's way dirtier than he meant it. I'm sure, but he create his mother was called Wet Mother. Whoa! Because she was a water elemental
9: It lived in the waterfall. And she
1: and her guardian, because the next thing you do is you create a guardian, was called Hard Man. 'Cause he was a stone golem.
9: Of course. Because no, because and this was the brilliant part, the water elemental decided that the art form that she loved best was sculpture because she would use water jets to cut stone into things, and then she made essentially the statue of David as her guardian spirit that would wander around the, the forest and and fight for her. And at
7: least at, it's not moist woman and wood man. <laughs> Well,
10: I just want to yeah. know whose piano that was playing.
7: <laughs>
9: it, was like, it was like watching uh, Westworld. It was like oh. Black Hole Sun, and you're like, what is, I don't know what's happening, but I love it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No.
1: Um, so, so after that, everybody, like, the f- things are out. You've got your characters and, and the things you're going to do, and then everybody creates a danger that's going to threaten the forest, but you keep it kind of secret. And then you put them face down on the, on the forest locations, so when you send your guardians out to these locations, you're kind of surprised, right? So you, you do a little scene about your forest mother explaining the, their beliefs to the, the little guardian. They send them off to go protect the forest. And then, boom, trolls, like whatever was coming on, you know. And uh, so it was, it was actually really fun. The start of the game, the, the first few uh, rounds went really solid, I thought. And then it was there's some tuning I need to do on the, the resolution phases. But I, I'm really pleased with it. It was a game. Um, so yeah, I, and he, uh, Dave played. So what do you, what did you think?
9: I, I had a great time. It was really fun. Um, I loved the fact that you said like when, so after you set up dangers for all the different areas of the forest, then you set up like the arch danger. Mm. So it's the one thing that's threatening the whole forest. And he's like, you know, it could be things like some kind of big predator or whatever. And then around the table, it wasn't me. I would like to point out it was not just me decided, decided it's not a big predator it's the oh, predator.
2: Excellent.
9: And he's come to Earth this is years before he meets Arnold Schwarzenegger in the jungle and they start by fighting the small animals to see what the challenge rating is of all these things. So he's wandering around the woods like strangling a weasel and beating to death a rabbit. Like
2: that's what happens. Get to the You know chopper. what? i pay
9: good money to see you fight the predator, buddy.
2: <laughs>
9: so, so yeah. And then somehow he became he became Macho Man Randy Savage, the predator. Yeah. Who was just suplexing all the animals. Yeah. In the so he was just going, oh yeah! yeah. He's like oh brother it's time I've come down here to fight some animals one of, <laughs> one of, one of my favorite
1: combos one of my favorite combos there was one of the forest locations was a trail which was littered with old rusted machinery and the danger that happened to be there was a cult that was coming to like and when you reveal the danger you have to decide what's at stake and so they they decided that the the machinery was at stake and so we were like oh, these are just repair people that came to the forest, and all the forest spirits are like, "Ah, cult, they're rising the machines!
9: (laughs) It was like, we decided it was Caltrans.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Fuck those guys. They suck. They suck, Caltrans. All right.
1: But that uh, that was actually at Games On Demand. Uh, I went down, so I had had been trying to do Games On Demand for years, years of coming to this convention, I finally was like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna go to Games On Demand. So Tom- Tomer and I both, like, pitched a game, and to my surprise, people were actually interested in it and wanted to play it, and, uh, and I got some really generous players, and it was a great time.
3: Excellent. Um, I'm just gonna take this opportunity to point out that Stu is out of beer.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, I don't
3: wanna take,
0: I'm not gonna take. Into
3: your... So if someone would like to bring beer from the bar... That's, a, that's an option.
1: Thank you. Now so, I've got you and Stu
3: so, a beer. Ooh, it's a double up.
9: <laughs> oh, look. Make him drink that. It's awesome.
3: Nothing to see here. Nothing to see so, here. Everything's fine. No. uh.
9: What was I about to say? I forgot. I'm drinking. Next.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you
2: very much. Bandit.
9: Bandit. Are we still on Saturday? Uh, yeah, we're still on Saturday mornings. Okay. I'm You had something else? Oh, I was going to say something. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. I'm back. Here I am. <laughs> Who are you, people? What are you doing in my bedroom?
2: <laughs>
9: oh, okay. Shh, 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 no means no, Leonard Nimoy. Stop <laughs> playing
8: his piano. <laughs>
3: but just ask the fucking piano. They're inanimate Wait, objects. Can't no, ask no. them.
11: So
9: I actually,
3: I actually had. Nope. It's nope. not really a piano. Oh,
1: it's a metaphor. Metaphor. What's oh. a metaphor for sheep crazy?
9: So, <laughs> so uh, I had actually.
2: You. <laughs>
9: all right, keep talking.
7: <laughs>
9: so. I had actually planned to go down and try and be there to run a game for Games On Demand if needed, and then I realized this morning when I was packing up my sack to go down to. <laughs> you all heard me. Um, I uh, I was packing up everything to go down there. I realized that I didn't bring the pre-gen characters for a game, and I'm like, yeah, I suck. I know. So, but I I haven't. A, I haven't achieved that level of enlightenment that Tappy has (laughs) to just be able to go for a game with no characters.
2: (laughs) It was amazing!
9: But, but, so yeah, so I got down there and I was really glad that we didn't have enough people for a third table. I was like, good, I'm just going to hide in the crowd of players. No one will see me. Excellent. Saturday morning, any more games?
1: I'll do mine, then. Talk
0: about
2: it. Are you got one? While he Saturday runs afternoon? up here, I'd like
1: to add that every year it gets harder and harder to pack up my sack. I
2: don't
9: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Learn the origami method.
5: I, Until you're 41. I'm not touching that sack. So, uh, yes, yeah, Saturday morning and afternoon, we had Games on Demand, so 9 and 2. Uh, you heard about this stuff. Uh, the other table was uh, the quiet year, which is... Uh, an old favorite, but one cool thing about it was, again, you're always kind of surprised by these games, so I've run it and played it a shit ton of times, and I wasn't necessarily super excited to play it, But except for the, the players were new to it, so I was like, okay, that's cool. So I sat down, kind of showed them the game, and you know, we did this little thing to find out what this world's going to look like. So, you know, no, it's not going to be Earth. No, we're not going to do it in space. Yes, we're going to have magic, and then somebody put, uh, our friend, even, put... Uh, magic social media right oh. so we ended up having this world where we had basically like a fantasy thing going on and all sorts of like the normal you know drama and trauma and all that stuff except there was hashtags everywhere and emojis <laughs> and it was it was so fantastic i i seriously like i've got a big smile on my face Very it was hashtag. A two o'clock uh we pitched a couple of games i think someone will talk about one or two of them uh, but I'll just say that me and this guy Nico kind of got together as GMs and we're like, we're just going to run little mini games if anybody wants to play them. And we ended up running. So this is my second time this weekend running for the Queen, which is a little indie game by Alex Roberts. That's the same uh, chica that wrote um, uh, Love. Uh, sorry, Starcrossed, which is two-player Love Dread. If anybody hasn't seen that, look up Starcrossed. It is amazing. Two players, a jenga tower, love. forbidden love. You don't need to know anymore. Um, but this is a new game that she 's got, which is not quite out there yet, and it 's just about the queen and she knows that we love her, and we 're here on a, her perilous journey to protect her and You just go around the table answering questions and it is unreal how beautiful this game it, it, just like you create this this character that no one 's playing, and she 's got nuance and it 's just interesting um, so I got to play or run that twice this week. Um, uh, weekend, and then uh, Nico, who's not here, another you know uh, RPG game on demand guy, and he, he runs games on the scheduled stuff as well. Uh, ran something that from his mind called uh, Stage Two, and it was insanely good. We just basically like quickly lived our lives, don't, don't give it away. and then other stuff. I'm not going to give anything away, <laughs> but all I'm going to say is just like you know, it's, I'm always surprised by kind of the caliber of. Uh, GMs and games that come out. I mean, here and other places, but you know, it's just fantastic. So everybody, just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, if you want to come and play at games on demand, I will be there and I will welcome you with open arms. That's all.
0: All right. Uh, so on on Saturday morning, I ran uh, Moment of Truth, Blood Blade, and Tusk. Uh, it was uh, in, in the the premise of this game is there is four orcs who are sent to a small human uh, village in Burgundy to try to uh, hammer out a uh, trade deal. And they get there and it's basically sort of like the seven samurai. Oh, these the, this evil lord has come and he's attacked us and there's people dead and the the priest had locked the children in the church and the, the bandits came by and lit the church on fire and tried to kill them and the orcs were able to save them and they, they went on and hilarity ensued. And... Uh, one of the things, uh, I, I, a couple things I want to mention about things that I've learned uh, from that game. One one is, <clears throat> I always try to make characters, when I'm making pre-generated characters, that will have some sort of conflict between them. In this no. G- yeah. yeah, I know. What? Okay. In this game, I didn't set out to do that, but I did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bad tick. Because it, it, right, it's like them a them bad up. penny. Yeah, it is. I, I, I had two characters who were warriors. One was an old veteran, and the other one was the, 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 uh, one of the youngest, younger children of a warlord who had yet to see battle. Oh. So he's trying to prove himself. And still hasn't. And still hasn't. <laughs> and then uh, on the, the other side of this rift were uh, an orc from the sage class, and uh, he basically was more sort of like a... He was kind of a face character, would you say? He was kind of a face character. And then um, the other the other orc was a shaman who was the mother shaman who's basically a healer and a pacifist.
7: Well, uh, the mother creates, not destroys. Exactly, yeah. right.
0: So, um, and then I, I ended up rewriting the game about an hour before I ran it uh, because I looked at it and I'm like, uh, I need a, there needs to be a what twist. So I came up... Yeah. Well, I had written it.
3: It can be done.
0: I, I wrote it. I had a. He said rewrote. I rewrote it. Yeah. I had a. I had a game, and I'm like, ah, I don't really like the way it, it needs to flow better. So well, over breakfast, I sat down and made some notes and came up with the little twist at the end of it. So, but if there's any of the players that want to say anything about it, now is your chance.
7: I <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, and you got to come out too. Um. Yeah, I played the, the shaman, um, and I, I loved that these were orcs with complexity, so I decided to really own that, and, I, you know, I played a female, uh, you know, sort of a young but very well-trained shaman that was, and this was, was required by the, uh, by the character, that, that she was pious and, and that she would not uh, kill. She, she was vegetarian, you know, I mean, it was very specific. So I was I was in this cabal with a couple of warriors, and a lot of my conflict was about mitigating that, you know, and saying, you know, we, we really need to move past this. We're we're we we're we're, half, we're, we're in, in danger of losing our society, and we have got to get past that and become better people. Um, and fortunately, I had a sage with me that, that helped with the argument. But um, one of the things that really struck me was that the character was really fun, and I, that was one thing. But the other thing was. Uh, the, the I got I played the magic, so, you know I've been you know I've been listening to the, the cast and I know that this is a work in progress and the, the magic system was the best part of the experience. It was really really fun. Um, yeah, I saw a list of spells and so my five E turned on. I was like, okay, I cast fog, you know, whatever. But then I was like, wait, no, wait, there's some complexity here because you he gave me the whole file. So I started looking at not only what the magic was, but where it came from and the lore um that it's not just you know casting spells that you're you're, there's a formula in place and that there's forces that you're dealing with there's several forces and these forces are actually skills so each force of magic is a separate skill that can be combined and oh by the way i can improvise and so i spent the entire time improvising Uh, the problem though (laughs) (laughs) there's a problem when you do that is entropy Um, So what ends up happening is the more that I used magic, the more chance I would have that the magic would lose control. And um, it went quickly, too. So um, I spend most of the time bleeding from my nose. (laughs) But but I love the freedom of being able to say, I'm going to get this falcon to come to me. And I'm going to see from the Falcons' view so that we can see what's going on in the, in the world out here and, um, and, and, and have a scout. I, I love the freedom of being able to, this church is on fire. I'm going to blow in air and water and smoke and, um, that turns into steam, air, water, and mist that turns into steam. And uh, it was just the freedom as a player to just triangulate the formula of magic. I, 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 I loved that. And it's something I want to play again. And so I, I yeah, congratulations on the magic system. No, you've been struggling. Uh it's great. Yeah.
16: So uh I played uh the sage uh in that in that group. So it was basically reason versus what? Well this guy? And so uh, the, I just want to kill something. <laughs> the, the entire game that was it. Him and the young orc, or him and the old orc, actually, yeah, were yeah. just trying to kill everything they could. Um, and and myself and uh, the shaman were trying to convince them that orcs are really about hugging trees, uh, and that <laughs>
7: advancing civilization for in, the best and, of and, our kind.
16: Indeed, indeed Jesus, advancing. Hugging. While we hug trees, you like to hug trees. There was no tree hugging mentioned. (laughs) I did
10: not sign up for that. But they did
16: consent, Kimmy, so it was okay. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Consent is sexy. (laughs) Uh,
16: So, again, the the magic really stood out on this, and we had talked about even after how well this would fit into like a Cthulhuist kind of game. You could really use it for insanity. Um, And my hat's off like, Stu always finds a way to to let me think I'm in the moral high ground, uh, (laughs) right up until the point where I am not. Uh, so, so at the very end of the game, we're, we're finally turning loose our, our warrior brothers to go deal with the bad, bad guys. And the, the big bad is on the peak of this bridge. Uh, and we go charging up and we tackled down the nun who's protecting.
7: In our defense, she looked like a fucking assassin. Okay. She was our first heart. She was wearing
0: black. I said there was a figure in black standing in the middle of the bridge. That's all I said. A
16: figure in black. <laughs> so, so, we we did tackle her before she flew away. Uh, and, what,
0: and, and what was the nun doing?
16: She she. This is of course. This is just to add the insult of us tackling the nun. Uh, she was collecting grain for the half orc children that no one would take. So. Oh man! I
10: did not tackle the nun. <laughs> Not for lack of trying.
9: Uh, no. Just because I rolled badly and missed. Yeah.
16: And this setting, again, like I'm so excited. I, I saw on the back of the rule book, Stu was very kind and printed up uh, the rules for this. And on the back of the rule book, he's got it laid out where he's going to have his vast dominions uh, setting coming out for this. Uh, and then the Cthulhu. I'm kind of chomping at the bit to see that one come out. Just uh, yeah, I really
7: guys. think that the interview mechanic and the, the yeah. insanity mechanic are yeah. very similar. Yeah,
16: yeah, no, but this was a great game. Thank Thanks you. again for running, Stu. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you very much. All right. When did you uh, to do the, the, game. the, the uh, afternoon game.
3: Okay, so Saturday afternoon, I did a crazy thing. I played a game at a con. <laughs> I know. Right? It's know so who weird. You I never play anymore. games at cons. I only run them. Uh, so I played. Um, you've probably heard it if you've listened to the podcast for very long. Stork is the biggest fan of the Laughing Moon games, and Todd, who has created the whole system and the whole world, is here. And I'm going to embarrass him and make him come up here and talk about it. You can do the thing. Come on. So I just, I just want to emphasize. Yeah, I want to talk about. And I just want to tell you how brave Todd was, because he didn't know any of us, and he had Tappy and I walk into his game. Oh, oh. And Todd, Todd is amazing, and he's like, okay, so I run, I run a narrative game.
2: <laughs>
3: and Tappy and I both kind of nod, and we're like, we can do that. <laughs> so welcome, it's great to have you, you haven't been on the podcast for many, many years.
10: Been,
17: um, yeah, probably five years. Yeah, so, so welcome. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, um, hey, thanks. I'm Todd. Um, they've kind of given my introduction already. I wrote a book Sorry. about uh, it's a fantasy setting called Laughing Moon Chronicles, spun off a role-playing game, and then destroyed it.
3: Talk closer to the mic. Um, all right. There you is a go. Better? That's better.
17: Okay. Um, this is a post-apocalyptic game that I've got, and in listening to all the other games being played, I realized mine is sorely lacking. We don't have godfathers or prom tunings, or there wasn't a single piano being played uh, i mean physically sexually or metaphorically uh, so,
3: but i feel uh, like you would have asked you know
17: clearly there is still work to be done uh, but yeah we had a lot of fun i uh, when i do these conventions and i've i've come to strategicon for several years and what i try to do is a uh, like a two or three part adventure so if you're in on the first part the idea is I'm trying to hook you in to come back tomorrow and play the next game. Um, with Kimmy and Tappy, however, I know th- I'm not going to have them, but from what I understand, you're giving your character to, yes. to, to Stu, I think, oh, yes. tomorrow. so, so oh.
3: Stu gets to play my six-foot barbarian, Amazon. Sans, yes. sans underwear. Yes. So.
16: so. <laughs> no. oh, That's
7: why you're Kurt II. <laughs> <the second. laughs> Fucking harsh, man. It is a fantasy. <laughs>
17: You know, <laughs> we would just make shit up, so it's fine, it works. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was, it was a good game. I had great players. I had two veteran players that were on board with me. Griffin is one of them. Uh, and then what I like to do is I, I come with an idea, an adventure, but with any good system, it's not the story, it's the, the gamers that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more curious to hear your guys' take on this, because I think it's going to be a lot more interesting than what I have to say. Tappy, come talk
3: about stuff. Uh, oh. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I had a, a, an amazing time. It was super fun. Um I'm sure you're all shocked I played a super badass like fighter woman. She was very badass. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was. I took all the damage ever. <laughs> and, and gave it back. <laughs> uh you go, talk.
18: Uh hi, I'm Tappy. And uh hey yeah you, you may i I've been on this this show once or twice, yeah <laughs> um but I wasn't here uh five years ago when Laughing Moon was on the podcast, um that says I was on my sojourn to the desert um, and so now back, this is the first time I've played a d and d like game. In a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the games I play are hippie games or games Tomes would play. Yeah. You know. <laughs> potato, potato. Who
2: needs
3: dice? Who um, <laughs>
2: hey,
18: The character sheets are holding you back, man.
3: Yeah.
18: <laughs> um, and so I had a great time. Yeah. I had a fantastic time. Um, I, it was an easy to pick up system. Uh, that was a lot of fun and um uh, when we actually got to like doing magic there's like this one thing of like hey just tell me what you want to do and we'll figure that out
2: mm-hmm.
18: excellent
2: <laughs>
18: <laughs> um so i made i i've been kind of on a punk kick recently for my characters
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you come up here and talk to mike because we can't hear you okay yeah yeah yeah
17: Tappy comes to the table, and they, I've got, like, half pre-gen characters, but I really wanted player input, and you never know where that's going to go. It could derail the whole, whole game, or it could make the game. And Tappy decides he's going to play a dwarf, okay? But a rocker dwarf. Yeah. Like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, so by all means, you yeah. tell them. So, so
18: I decided, you know, I've I had... Um, uh, a lot of punk rock just in my head recently so it's like you know what there's, there's guns in this game I want to play a punk rock outlaw Josie Wales um, so that's what I'm going to do but as a dwarf and I just, but <laughs> the beard. therefore I need <laughs> the to dye my hair so I'm going to dye my hair with beetroot so that I have this like cool like pink red purple hair and the like mohawk and, and the beard and so that went off the rails almost immediately. <laughs> to my delight, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm creating
17: this rails. visual of all these heroes <laughs> and then Tappy. <laughs> <laughs> so he he had a name for him which is irrelevant oh. because we just simply called oh. him The Beat. The Beat, the beat. The beat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the rest of the adventure. No, but... I... And of course this beat goes on. Right? Yeah. Oh, and on.
3: And on, yeah. Until you drop the beat. But then I was an Amazon, so I picked up the beat. And then she picked it up. Um, the
18: beat. The beat. Yeah. Damn
2: it! Get out of my mind, Charles! You,
18: You can't go
3: wrong.
10: With his consent.
3: And how. Because consent is sexy. But if
18: you've met me, you know my consent is really easy to get. I'm not. I'm not cheap. I'm easy. Tap,
17: <laughs> Tappy figured out a, a little twist in the game very early on. There was my whole idea for this was to do like a Blair Witch type spin, but I was going to use an old folks' home. Don't don't ask. It got interesting, mm-hmm. but there was a moment early on where they were finding creepy little things little dolls little stick men and collections of teeth which he set on fire and for whatever reason they learned these things exploded this was early in the game and it paid off hugely in the end (laughs) when Tappy decides to cast a handful of dice which we rolled the dice exploded and then he sets them on fire on what remaining big bads we have right Right, so, so these, these big bads
18: were, were like straw men, and I had this bag of teeth that I'd gotten because teeth are punk rock. Right? So I threw the teeth at the straw man, embedding them in it, which then I let on fire with magic, which then they exploded.
3: Over and, and over, over and over and over to like 77 points of damage on one guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where like 16 points of damage kills them. Yeah uh d4s i think yeah i was yeah (laughs) the beat goes on on and on
18: well and and i knew i knew i was gonna have fun with this game just even before we even got to it because kimi and i play really well together we just really really well together our friendship is almost about to vote um and so like i i
3: think I think our friendship already voted Oh, to be. oh it did? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it it, it votes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like past the voting and it actually reads up on shit now and makes its voting in an informed way.
18: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it might be able to drink, I'm not sure.
9: <laughs>
3: our, our, our friendship has gone on
18: many marches.
2: <laughs> you know and, you
9: know it's true when friendship gets to the gets a discount on car insurance.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
18: um... But this, this game, again, I mean, I haven't played a, a D&D-style game for a long time, so it was really fun to be like there's a puzzle happening, as opposed to all of us yapping at each other and, and being hilarious at each other. But, like, a really real puzzle that's going on. And it was, that was really great to, like, really piece that sort of thing together and get to it. Um, while... Kimmy is being an epic badass. And also oh, yeah. Griffin, who is is fantastic, is being
2: hilarious.
18: That was great. And she she brought a brand new character to to the table
17: this weekend. And during our like six hour drive out here, we sort of put our heads together on this trying to get an idea what this character might be like. And we thought we had an idea until the dice started to roll and Griffin's mouth opened
18: (laughs) and, (laughs) and, and and poetry came out.
17: (laughs) Is that what we're calling it? (laughs) Yes.
18: It was, uh, it was, it was epic. It was great.
3: I have to do my, okay. One of my favorite uh, moments in this game. And I, (laughs) I feel like the dice sometimes bring truth to a game that like you wouldn't otherwise have. (laughs) So, and one point in this game, Tappy kind of lost Like, track of what was happening. He and I were in a room with a woman who was specifically talking straight to us, like telling us everything. And Griffin and the other character were like listening outside the door, so they rolled perception to see what they could hear. Tappy wasn't paying attention, so he he rolled perception. He rolled a nat 20 on a conversation he was having directly with this woman, (laughs) where this woman was (laughs) talking. Look at those active listening skills. (laughs) And I was just like, Like the truth and the honesty of RPGs came out, and it was just like the most profound moment I've ever had in gaming. (laughs)
2: Sorry,
17: I laugh way too much. uh, Bye, Tomes. We love you. (laughs) On on kind of a big moment. (laughs) Uh, You suck! I knew that was coming. Uh, with our with our current system, and it's different if you've played Laughing Moon in the past, um, I don't like hit points. I don't like the idea that you can die because the dice tell you you die. It's a narrative system. So if you die, you get to tell me you die. And with this system, you have resilience and you have misfortune, which means all the bad shit that happens to you in a game. Kimmy, <laughs> she basically died at the end of this game thanks to the exploding teeth incident. That's what we'll call this. Thanks,
18: Tappy. You're welcome.
17: Um so well, it's actually epic. I loved it. Apparently, I guess, Stu is going to inherit this character. <laughs> it's a very... We have a very small game scheduled, so <laughs> you're fine. So it's you won't miss Stu, a thing.
9: Four hours of Stu with his head down on the table. He's got to
17: be in character the whole time. Drink up, Stu. But it was a a great time. I was so happy to have you guys on board. And, you know, good times. Looking forward
3: to tomorrow. Yeah.
18: I I kind of want to... Do you want to say what, like, you did at the very end of that?
3: Okay. All right. So this mechanic... There was a couple really cool... um, I haven't played this game, even though I've heard Stort talk about it a bunch of times. (laughs) Um, There were a couple of mechanics I really liked. Um, I forget what they're called, the little chip things. But I'm sorry. Bandu points. Um, And they basically determine your place in the initiative order you can spend them though kind of like you do bennies or, or moments of truth and things like that in other systems but then that shifts your place in the initiative order which is one of my favorite mechanics there because you're like oh i can spend this many and make myself hit so my turn like you know or or up my damage on on an action and during combat but that'll drop me in the initiative order and then fucking and cool.
18: then they get to act twice before you get to act yeah. again and oh fuck Oh fuck! Yeah. Maybe it wasn't worth it to do that. Yeah. Like it, it became a really real system very quickly, and and it was super complex. Yeah. Like, it, well, the com- system itself isn't complex, but the depth of it yeah. is is really interesting. I'm really excited to kind of like crunch the numbers and like look into that.
3: Tappy likes math. <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's my thing. Yeah. So there's the misfortune, which is kind of like the the alternative to hit points. Once you hit your your limit on those you basically get to take narrative control of of what's happening so i think i surprised todd a little okay so like i'm sitting there my character is just like ripped apart all these evil things um as i do And um, I'm just laying, like, basically bleeding out on the floor of this village. Um, And there's this young boy who's been kind of our guide through part of it. And everyone knows, as a teacher, I love kids. And that, of course, is the thing that I fuck with the most in games because that's what hurts my heart the most. Um, So when I get past that threshold, like, I'm able to take, like, narrative control. So instead of, like, oh, I'm I'm in pain and I'm dying, I'm like, okay, what can I do that will ruin things? (laughs) (laughs) what can i do that will be the most interesting narratively for everybody else so i decide that this guide of ours is like this 12 year old frail nice kid who i've bonded with because i've been protecting him and i that was how i sustained a lot of my wounds is protecting him like i shoved him at one point in the fight into the inn and like slammed the door so he'd be safe during the fight like while i'm laying there like losing consciousness like fading in and out i see him like come out the door. And then it's like, okay, so what, so what do you do with this, this moment? I'm like, I didn't get all the bad guys. One of the bad guys. So I'm there. Everyone's, like, looking at me. And, I, like, as I'm fading in and out, I see him, like, outlined against the, the door of this inn. And he's coming towards me. And nobody sees, like, one of these monsters come and just grab him and disappear into the darkness. And he, like, disappears. So now the, the party tomorrow... <laughs> Stu. Uh, is now missing, like, their guide and the one who's, like, the most knowledgeable because he's basically been trained since birth to lead this party. And he's the only NPC that Todd... That, he's the only NPC that Todd gets to control. <laughs> he's, yeah. The, 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 he might not be dead. We don't know. I mean, it's accurate
18: (laughs) well imagine a likable 12 year old giles
3: yeah kind of yeah that's kind of what it's like who Um, sort of worshipped my character a little bit so i was like oh
18: like Like, because my character my character is is not you don't worship my character like my character has done a lot of dumb things i think over the millennia accurate but that's why we're friends that's fine i get you in the trouble you get me out of it Mm
3: -hmm. oh wait
18: we're talking about the game
3: Oh yeah, they get it. <laughs>
18: um but then I mean there's also Griffin's character yes. who was completely different than ours. And uh and you may want to talk about that.
19: <laughs> Do the thing. I played a mess. <laughs>
18: <laughs> oh hey, so did I. Yeah, woo, high five.
19: Um I was playing a character who is a comes off across as a religious faithful, uh, devout, you know, what is the word I'm looking for here? Zellet. Sure. And <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Ooh, it's like and, uh, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and they find me on the, uh, on the side of the road with a broken wagon. And I'm like, I, I can't do anything. I'm stuck. This is the worst day ever.
3: My character reacted really well to a woman who could not fix her own wagon.
19: <laughs> she was like, you can't fix your wagon. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> and so she freed my horse. She was my savior, and I was like, "I will do whatever you need." <laughs> and yeah. I, was, yeah. and I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <All comes> around. <laughs> yes. yes.
20: Yes.
19: Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I asked where they were going, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what a coincidence! I need to bring my dead mentor there because I'm holding his urn." And so we did, and everything was a mess. I don't know. I don't know. It was a disaster from then on. Yeah. Um, basically, the character I was playing, um, she stole the literal cape off of her dead mentor's back, dead mentors back, and. She wasn't really a religious character. She wasn't really who she said she was. So I was just kind of trying to fake it till I make it, but they kept figuring me out. Rats.
18: So hilariously, I know what that's like. Yeah. (laughs) Having a character who thinks that they're a cleric, Mm -hmm. but are really not. (laughs) Really not. It's one of the best things to play, in my opinion.
19: Yeah. So we had a really fun game, and I loved playing with you guys. Thank Thank you. We had a great time, too. Thank you guys so much.
3: And uh, where can they find Laughing Moon and and uh, and Wheelhouse? Come to your yeah. Give um, the info. You can do
17: Twitter, Instagram. It's Wheelhouse RPG. I tried to make it streamlined and simple. It's Light. the easiest way to find it. Yep. Nice. Wheelhouse RPG. Excellent. Yay. Uh, let's you. let's go ahead and
0: give away the last the last of the things. Yep. One two. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7,
13: giving eight, away eight, more nine, stuff ten, 11,
0: 12,
1: 13, People are leaving. The odds have 20. to improved. Did anyone have a D20? Yeah. You
0: kind of got to be fucking
2: kidding me. We We're are. in a
0: goddamn Game Con and no one has a D20? We yeah, no D20s in hippie games. <laughs> I, I am now six. making a D20 hippie game. Okay, do it.
18: Six.
0: Six. <laughs> Yeah? Yay! Oh,
2: okay.
0: Woo! Thank you. It's the best of the pluses. Which one do you want? I want
2: this
0: one. Okay. All right. Yay, suck. Katie won it. Uh, two uh, e- afternoon games today.
10: Hola, mi amo es Benji. Uh, <laughs> I ended up. Uh, well, I hoard myself out to get a hotel room. I had a friend of mine said, "Yeah, I got a hotel room. Um, run some games at the con." I said, "Okay, sure. Hotel room. Uh, what do you want me to run? Come on, bring anything, anything." Remember, "Teenagers from Outer Space" by Artelosaurian Al- Games. Oh, wow!
20: Yeah, I played it. Wow!
10: That. <laughs> yeah. How many? Three games. Okay, so the first one I ran today, and it was the class of 2055 goes to yield Renaissance Fair. <laughs> Now You're in the right room. to set to set this, I first ran this in 1992 at Strategic Strategicon. I feel so attacked. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Oh god. And some that of the things that came up in 1992, some of the things that came up in 1992 ended up actually happening out at fair. I've heard recent years something about rock climbing walls, zip lines, food <laughs> trucks. <laughs> These are things I mentioned in the game. However, yo Taco Bell has not shown up yet, I hear, so we're still safe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. churros. It's close. Yeah.
9: Well, Taco trucks. That's, Taco truck. that's the last restaurant
10: after the restaurant wars. <laughs>
9: uh,
2: yeah. There you go. Yes.
10: So I ended up saying, okay, well, no one's going to remember this game. No one's going to sign up for it. I watched pre-reg go immediately. am I'm like, oh, God. I look and dun, dun, everyone dun. signed up for it. And I'm looking at the list and I see three people I know from Renaissance Fair I have worked with before in the past are signed up for today's game. Oh, boy. I said, well, no problem because nobody probably remembers the 80s or 90s. Uh, walking into the room is someone wearing a Build a Cat shirt from Bloom County, the original one. <laughs> a original Back to the Future shirt. None. And then people I know, so you already know they're old. And I'm going, okay, this is going to be good. So I had a plot. I had a plan, a cunning plan. Yeah, that went to hell. <laughs> so I pretty much went, okay, you guys just take off. I had some pre-gen characters that come up with some pretty unusual things, and people ran with it. It very much had a, T-Foss has a really anime feel to it, and is really reading it again after all these years is really sexist. But it's accurate. <laughs> accurate. Well, our So we ended up playing the game. I had to drop a few things like, look at this new gadget here. It's called a cell phone. Okay, we'll drop that one. (laughs) But the game ended up, it was just beautiful because they had Bastion Alucard. Yeah, I did it. I went there. The mysterious uh, foreign exchange student from Transylvania. And they have the cat girl from planet Catnip who is also kind of a goth emo a psychotic girl who's like going, he's so dreamy. And so, of course, he looks at her, that magic moment, he looks her in the eyes and goes, hey. (laughs) She goes, of course, responding back, the dialogue is just beautiful. She's like, hi. In the meantime, the guy playing the Doctor Who type character called the engineer is going, I'm writing this down as a soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) This is how the game started. And it went south from there. It ended up where turkey legs had taken a life of their own and had zombified and come back to form a great, gigantic, turkey leg creature that was going to take its people back away from these people that had been had been eating them all these years. And then it was later found out that, yes, turkey legs are people. <laughs> 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 I, hey, it was... Okay, Elizabeth Lovecraft, one of the characters, she went dark, okay? I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth
11: Lovecraft?
10: yeah. She talked to her, her her ancestor from the Mego container. Her mother thinks it's an anti vase in the <laughs> mantle. But uh, unfortunately, none of them are here because I think they're either sleeping or drunk. Drunk. Or both right now. Drunk. But uh, I am going to be running again at 2 p.m. tomorrow. It's going to be, hey, let's go to the haunted house. That sounds like fun. What could happen? And then at Sunday morning, like an idiot, I'm running at 9 a.m. for the Mad Bonker What Bonks at Midnight. The Great Rubber
3: Chicken Massacre occurs again. Wait. So you're running what bonks at midnight with cocks? With well, with yeah, with bonks. Rubber cocks. Rubber cocks. You know. Just checking. You
7: have nobody to blame but yourself.
3: Nothing but cocks. Clarifying.
10: It's just simply it's a masked murderer that bonks. Bonk is a term is hit points. They don't have hit points. They have bonk. When you reach zero bonk, you don't die. You just get a really stupid look on your face and like (laughs) uh, anime, and. Then you will recover after a few turns, but you've lost some cool doing it. Sounds like tune. It's very much like tune. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now that I've whored myself out this con, I'm up for. uh what, is Tomer here still? Oh, thank mm-hmm. God. Because uh, what's next? Well, you want me to run? <laughs> He'll let you know. Top
2: secret.
3: Oh, God. Stop. Hell no. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. We can't hear Lydia you. Breaks. You don't have a mic. That's it.
9: Yeah,
18: last time I ran uh,
10: Top Secret, was a clusterfuck.
2: Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob will hear you. <laughs>
10: I'm just going to say one more thing. From Adam.
2: Canada.
10: Adam. That's there's games waiting for them. you. I feel it. Come to the game. Come to the, on the yes, games. Yeah. Bring it. Come on.
3: Adam just said that he'd like to play this game since 1992, which belies his youthful face and charm.
15: Hi, I'm Adam, and uh, I can also speak seductively like Kimmy. (laughs) Not really, but I love you.
3: Uh, No, no, he totally can.
15: I totally can. So I first encountered this game when it originally debuted, which I don't remember the exact year, but I think it was... I'll have you know in 1992, I graduated from high school. You're still a young pup. <laughs> That's true. Um, but no, I have been wanting to play this game for a very long time. For decades, when I first encountered this game, I have wanted to play it. Never heard anybody else who had any idea that it existed. And then you brought it up, and I'm like, oh my God. This has to happen, and I have to be a part of it. So, yes. So I'm going to come play it with you. So,
9: yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. All of this just makes me feel confused. (laughs) Welcome to my world. And I, like, I feel like every every comment here should have started with, "I didn't think it could happen to
10: me." (laughs) Accurate. Dear Happy Jacks, there I was. Sitting at a game convention. Uh, the dice fell in my that lap. That piano is looking at me. My fourth game will be called The Pianist.
2: <laughs>
3: With consent.
7: Uh, other, other
0: Saturday afternoon uh, games? I
7: unfortunately ran another game. Yeah, did. Okay, yeah, go. I ran way too many games. <laughs> I need to stop, seriously. You need to podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, Good. because of the equipment, the, I know what you go. No, no. <laughs> I'll go on your podcast. I'm not going to do mine. No. Okay. No all right. Um, I did Strongly a. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we made
7: an accord. For um, Games on Demand. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah. And seriously, man, the, the best players in Strategicon, the best game masters in Strategicon, Games on Demand. I mean, if you want to go have an experience, do it. Uh, I, I ran uh, a Trump. town called Malice. Trump. Um, and I'm really glad that Monkey Fun Studios, Mr. Kazay, is not here, uh, and that uh, he left early is because he? no, because I oh, is he? Oh, I, no, wait,
9: he's not you, were, you weren't actually in the room when we talked about this, but all Daves are just facets of the Ur er
7: Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> so.
9: We can manifest in the same place and same time, but it takes a little extra effort. Yeah, it doesn't
7: make me feel better. It actually make, makes me feel a little more paranoid. Um But I, I got his game, uh, it's beta, and I got his game at about 80% right, which means for beta, it was about 30%. Um, but I'm cool, you know. Nobody knew. Right. Um, <laughs> It's based on the storyteller, uh, yeah, story pillar system, um, and it's uh, it's it's a lot like Fiasco, and now it's structured. Um, and we had a we had a good time. There was at least one player here that was in it, two. Who else? Um, and what it is? The town called Malice is a, is like a, is a Nordic uh, noir, so Fargo, um, Twin Peaks. There's uh, the Fortitude on Netflix is a really good example. So this is cold, it's hopeless, there's death, monsters, uh, you know, and hopelessness. So, Los
9: Angeles. Days of Night. Yeah, yeah. It's,
7: um, it's really... Oh, sorry. It's an upper. Um, and so our, ours was, uh, was was really fun. It did it all of the tropes. Did you want to come and talk? You're, you're new? You've got to be on the cast. Yeah. You've got to be on the cast. Come on.
2: All right. All
7: right. Who are you and what do you do that makes you
13: famous? Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> Who are you and what? Hello, I'm Amy, first time Strategic Con attendee.
0: Plug your band
13: too. Oh yes, and poor Kurt stuck with me in sport of tricks. Yay!
0: Yay! No, no, no! You all think you're stuck in. You're stuck in there with him. Okay, that is also true. <laughs>
13: Long-time Happy Jacks follower, first-time Invader, so yay. Uh, so this is not only my first time doing uh, Strategic Con, my first time in Story Pillar System, so it's a whole new thing. My normal game that I, I play on a regular basis is D&D 3.5, Get Off My Lawn. Uh, yeah, so slightly oh, old school. Keep it. It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. It's-
9: you made him feisty again.
13: Okay, we can still be friends.
4: 3.5 is not that old.
13: <laughs> <laughs>
9: 2000, I mean. Back he's back here. Co- <laughs> <laughs> he's, literally, he's back here coloring his own dice. So just chill.
8: <laughs> get away from my crayon. My <laughs> position <laughs> <Revolution> can
2: vote. <bug. laughs> <laughs> in four volumes in a little
0: box. Right? <laughs> right?
10: We had chits and we liked it.
0: <laughs> that was 1978. And the, the great I dice know. shortage. <laughs> there was a great dice shortage I in ni- in I 1978.
13: <laughs> so malice. There was a the whole thing with malice. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed actually the storyteller system being able to contribute my own thoughts and my own ideas and as things would c- happen being able to like oh wait this could be so my dead boyfriend is actually the monster and this that it was, it was great fun I think my challenge with it is just not quite sure how the dice worked with how things were happening I know they're still working out the kinks on that uh, no, there but... were no kinks that was all me oh okay <laughs> no,
1: no no I played it at the same time with Kazay so there there was was all kinks. Chris it's all good
7: uh, I, I move this dice over here. You don't need to know why. It just, it's, that's where the dice is going.
9: Don't shame his dice practices.
13: <laughs> but I did like I had the option of playing the stranger, so I could be very snarky and really put down all the other characters, which was rather kind of fun, actually. <laughs> so, yes, and also Kurt was in the game. Come on. That is about your kinky dice. <laughs>
9: do it um, slowly
4: so yeah uh, uh, Amy got to play the stranger I got to play the town elder the venerable source of counsel and wisdom that everybody goes through essentially this was that one of those old mis- Midwestern town small towns where that there, yes there's a mayor yes there's a sheriff but really there's one family that runs the town and I was the patriarch of said family Um, doesn't matter whether I actually know what the fuck I'm doing, (laughs) but I have to act like it. This was a stretch for me, of course, (laughs) but they're, they're, there. so playing a septuagenarian town patriarch, uh, who was the one who finally figured out that this thing that was tearing people apart, Oh, that's the Wendigo. No, no, oh no. I'm sorry.
7: I'm sorry. Sorry. No. I, I no. think we should describe how they died too.
2: Uh,
13: Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, but Winsuck? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's
4: something like guess. It, it, it it's very amusing to this is the actually the first time I've actually gotten to game with my bandmate, which is awesome. Um and uh just her playing the the, the young ingenue who's come to visit the town that her ex-boyfriend, or her late boyfriend, came from, and me playing the septuagenarian who who sort of runs the town, and and the wonderful generational interplay there was 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 all that. Oh oh dear! Why don't you come with me? It'll be fine. Everything. La, la. Oh.
13: <laughs> I'm Keep sorry. Piano, what? Dirty old man. What was that now? Uh, like to my it's actually off. also very Didn't fun playing a character who was slightly smarter than most people in this small town. Uh, was like, oh, We're yeah, so the, the the Native, the Indians. I'm like, oh, you mean the Native Americans? Uh, it was just, or, oh, God, these people believe in werewolves. Oh, God. It might have had a little bit of fun.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, other, any any
9: more? Two so, o'clock games. Uh, he he had to leave, unfortunately. But the the man that we all know as the leader of the Monkey Fun Rebellion. Oh, before before we do that, someone bought a book to give away
0: from from him. Someone Was it Mr. Now? Kazay? No, no, no. He told me someone else bought it. I don't. He didn't. Well, Details. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so.
6: T- don't bother to
0: do No. Okay. I'm good. Yeah, me too. I got
6: four, five, six, seven. Seven, I
2: had eight, eight,
9: eight, five, well, if it lands on you and you already own it, just give it to the next person. <laughs> <Okay>. Right. <laughs> Simple. Uh, I need, like, a D12. 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 <laughs> a great
1: right. The audience is dwindling. The dice are getting much smaller.
0: <laughs> it always happens.
2: And Leo's getting larger. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Yep, that needs to
4: be
2: Thank you. Five?
0: five? So we're starting over here? Where do we start? One.
11: You're the one counting. I, watched I
0: thought you started One, two, three, four, five. Now, Joey can't have. you want it? I will have it
11: for Adam.
0: Okay. All right.
11: <laughs> Yay. Yay. All
0: right. And, it, and it comes in a bag. bag.
9: Oh, look. You won your very own sack. <laughs> You've got a sack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, other other so, afternoon <laughs> games on
9: Saturday. Go ahead. Well, so uh, I, I got to play in, in Dave running
7: Malice. Mm -hmm. At the same time, so it's probably more like eighty percent instead of (laughs) thirty.
9: Uh, because (laughs) (laughs) seventy-six. Because whatever, whatever he plans, we just turn left. (laughs) Like whatever's going on, yeah. That's why you don't plan. Where we're going, we don't need
3: roads.
2: Um,
9: but uh, we ended up doing a different scenario. We did a space station. In orbit around Io, and we were a mining colony. And Outland. It, I'm shocked that you know the reference. It's from the '80s.
4: Yeah, I could
9: Google it. So
10: I saw in the theater. So <laughs> right
9: some things in space don't take too well to bullets. <laughs> to bullets. <bleach>. But. uh send <laughs> Zardoz. Shall we, shall we play our game with the mining consortium? <laughs> our deadly but, game. Uh, uh, so the uh, the idea was that we were all on the space station, and I ended up getting to play... It's Malice plays out very much like if you take Fiasco, and you take PBTA, and you throw them in a blender, and you wait until it screams...
3: Oh, my God. And
9: then you pull it out and you you lay it out on a table, and that's the game you're playing. Because there's playbooks, and you all get a character archetype that's kind of your thing. So I ended up playing The Law, and I fully intended to try and play it like Sean Connery in Outland. Like, oh, look, he's competent and knows what's going on. And from the very first dice roll where I rolled Snake Eyes, I realized, nope. Nope, that's not how this is working out. I am literally Andy, Deputy Andy from (laughs) Twin Peaks. Without the rest of the department to keep me in line at all. I'm just like, what's
2: happening here?
10: I was going to go with Barney Fife, but
9: that's the same thing. No, I didn't even have that much indignation.
10: (laughs) Could be worse.
4: You could be Deputy Andy from Eureka.
9: Obscure and more modern reference.
2: Right. I don't
9: have the Netflix. I, I, I want to go buy a Maytag now. I'm sorry. Uh, burn. No. Um, How was the game? Uh, the game was fun. We uh-huh. had a great time. I ended up playing this incompetent law man. Did you keep your bullet in your pocket? Nope. Because oh. I never used a weapon. I literally spent the entire game hauling corpses. <laughs> And then at the very end of the game, Dave revealed that his medical droid could transport corpses around the station. (laughs) Like, the last action was like, oh, we need to get a body from here to there. And he goes, oh, no problem. And he used, like, a Jetson's vacuum tube to make it go there. And I was like, what? (laughs) What what was the darkness? The darkness in this case was an engineered xenomorph that had gotten loose on the station, and the corporation was trying to... Uh, it, so Paul Reiser was there? Yeah, it was a little bit Paul Reiser-y, Utani kind of thing, but they kept exploding out of people's necks. And that's how we found the first body. But to me, the very best moment was... Get up. <laughs> the very best moment was we're playing this game, again, in the chairman's boardroom here at the Hilton. So we're all in these giant high-back chairs... And I've been on this incompetent journey for a while, and then I get called into the magistrate's office, played by Joey. Hi! (laughs) And he literally turns his chair around and gives me the Dr. Claw. (laughs) (laughs) And, And like he's like, he knows that there's one dead person, and I know there's not just one but he doesn't know that yet and he just keeps ranting on about how incompetent are you that you're letting a person die on our station and I keep going but um, there's more no and then he just goes on it was so good
2: it It was was literally
9: like ten minutes of him just haranguing me and me going
11: "Uh, but mm, 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 mm." you gave an actor a fully immersible set oh no the minute I realized this chair turns around (laughs) <laughs> I'm like good send him in and just turn the chair around and just berate him without looking at him for a good five minutes yeah and then he likes to there's a second dead body and I turn around slam the table and just oh it was the best uh,
10: oh it was so good show um, Mr. Powers
11: <laughs> uh, but anytime I get to berate another character you know I'm I'm having fun um
1: so, so I'm really impressed that the the playbooks are so iconic because apparently I, my original idea was the exact same thing that happened the last time someone else played the playbook I played. I, uh, I played the local who is supposed to like know all the secrets and have been there longer than anybody else. And so, but I wasn't paying attention when we started the game, you know, on brand. And and so you're supposed to write down what your relationship means with the other players. And I'm, I've am i got the criminal on my right and the law on my left. And I just wrote next to the criminals, you helped me do that thing that time. Because I was like, I'll figure it out later. Fuck it. And then looked at the... And so about halfway through the game, I went, oh, I know what that thing is. You want to know? <laughs> there's a monster in the hull of the ship that I've been hiding and feeding dead bodies to. That's before I knew there was a xenomorph. (laughs) And apparently, the same fucking thing happened the last time someone played the local.
9: Well, So, the part is, as soon as he did that, I almost had an aneurysm at the table (laughs) because I had just, this last weekend, played a game of Malice, as a playtest, and I played the elder. It wasn't the local, but okay. but it was the guy that's connected to the town. And, and we were in Scandinavia, and it turned out that we were feisty, fading, feisty, uh, facing off against a bunch of vampires. And I, like halfway through the game, I decided, you know what? I'm going out to that weird altar in the back of my property, <laughs> and I'm going to have some words with these vampires because I have been leaving goats out there. For years, and they haven't come into town and started killing people until now. What is going on? This is
7: not what we signed up for.
9: Right, yeah. At <laughs> Malice. <I'm> <laughs> so, literally, he did the same action that I had done the weekend before. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I My friends and I are the same. <laughs> we are one community. Of and garbage people. we will people. sell out every single person we know to an alien menace.
1: I kept trying to feed Joey's character to it, and he was so upset. He was like, no, you can't. And I was like, well, you know, you already gave us the codes, so you got to be worth something now. Like.
9: My favorite part about that was he goes, he's literally had a whole conversation of a couple of minutes, and then he goes, so, um, he was playing a Russian, and he goes, so, how much do you weigh? <laughs> And Joey's like, uh, excuse me. He's like, oh, you know. And then yeah, you sold it off.
1: You would make great sacrifice.
9: No, you you went with you went with. Oh, you know, you. I think you lost weight. You are looking so good. <laughs>
1: ne- never mind. <laughs> we'll come back to it.
11: Okay, so throwing it back at Dave because he gave me the best idea ever. Because uh, you realize all of my scenes were taking place in my office. <laughs> Because you had props. <laughs> because I had props, uh, and he's like, "I just totally get this weird, like Howard Hughes vibe." I'm like, just watching everybody from screens. I'm like, "Yes, absolutely." So we get to the point where I have to leave the office, and so I leave in a full vac suit <laughs> because the original problem was there was a case of gray lung on the station. So I'm like,
2: uh, you know, titanium instead of coal.
11: So yeah, I was just in a full, full vac suit, uh, and just refused to touch anything, even in the vac suit, because I didn't want to get it dirty. It was, you know, vintage and, and you know, it was a designer vintage vac suit.
8: You hurt Kimmy's brain.
11: I love you, Kimmy. Okay, take this away from me. The, uh,
9: the other thing that was amazing was that Dave actually played in our game. And he decided that the character he was going to play was the medic. And then he decided that not only was he the medic, but he was actually an AI. So he was just... Ex- no, he wasn't an android at all. He was just part of the station. So he would keep going like, uh, Please place the subject in front of monitor one. And so I was stupid, and I hoisted up this corpse like a puppet to hold up in front of the scanner. And he goes, "Do you know that Monitor One is on an extendable arm?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm already holding it up; just scan it."
4: We we also had a, a, a medic in in Chris's version of Malice. A medic. Um, a medic. A medic. Uh, uh, put a poultice on it no her her, na- her, name, her name her name was frida and she ran frida's feel goods which was mostly about mental health and spiritual health
3: not about pianos
4: no not about pianos not about pianos uh very much more about um uh, she
9: could have been a piano tuner it, it,
4: it was it was very much more about um, Extended pharmaceutical research. <laughs> I
7: that, re- that required the bartender.
4: That, the, right, required to help right.
7: with the pharmaceutical. Well,
4: I mean, a, bar, a a bartender is just a pharmacist with a limited inventory. This bar, this bartender did not have a limited inventory. <laughs> I, I, I I have to admit that that being a cis white het male, I'm like the two Hispanic players we had at the player at the table who were playing Hispanic characters chose to be the drug dealers. They that that was what they chose. I nobody pushed them on this and I was just what, Ah yes, right, thank you. Yes. I, I I'm like okay, well, I'm now going to just have to I, I I'm really not well, Kurt, i, I Kurt, Kurt, you, you
7: whited it up, though. I, I, With your cane and your yes, sword I, I the I, cane. I, I, I
4: was, I was like, I <laughs>
9: walking in the fire starter video. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was, it, it was a, it was a little odd, though. It was a little odd. Dude, did you run
0: a game? I ran a game. I was going to ask any any other afternoon games. All right, I, I ran uh, another Moment of Truth game. This one's called Mobile Danger Force. It is a, It is a uh, 1960s super spy game, uh, a little campy. Turns out the setting is going to be a lot campier than I was <laughs> intending. Did it- Mm, yeah, kind of. Except there's a lot more Coke. I'm sorry, Campy. What are
15: you talking about? It wasn't Campy at all. Wait, we wait. had a great time. No, what? No, we we wait, discovered Adam played. Yes. Uh... What?
0: I don't understand. <laughs> let me just let me just say that I had not given any thought to what a 1960s internet would be like, but I did realize that before the internet. You could actually call a librarian and ask for them to do some research for you.
15: It's very simple. You need to know something. You call the library. That's what we do. And the Mobile yeah. Danger Force had its own library, and so Adam decided. Mobile Danger Force or library? Mobile Danger Force library? This is the Mobile Ooh. Danger Force library. Come in. Library, this is Dex Bosto. I need to know the call sign number for the plane that took off from Washington, D.C. to Canaveral, Florida. Give me a few moments, and I'll find that out for you. Good work, library. It's and, and that was. That oh was my cool. God! And that was the 1960s internet. Yes, it was glorious, and I think we did it like three time, two or three
3: times. This yeah. was the whole four hours of your game. No,
2: yes. It was, no. It was
15: well, that, yes, it was. And and the cocaine and gin. Okay, so so
14: it is the 1960s version right? of right. Thank uh, you, Dex Bars- Danger
0: Force. Yeah. Well, it it's like Mission Impossible, but campier. Right.
15: Yeah. So I no, have look, to. I hold have on, hold
20: to. on. Hold on. One moment yeah. here. So, Mission Impossible, it it's a very action based movie franchise currently. But Kimmy, if you Google the original TV show, <laughs> their standard operating procedure is research your mission, come up with a good plan, get get uh, disguises, sneak in, and, and get your mission done and out of there when no one even knows. And no
14: one
0: even knew you
14: were and there. And in lieu of that, we had martinis and cocaine.
20: Our SOP was more like,
15: get them. Yeah. Get, get. So, uh, They're communists. Get them. Okay. So, so I have to tell you guys the inner workings of my head as we were going through character creation. So we create characters, and I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I know exactly what my character is going to be, and I'm choosing impulsive, and like, my name's going to be Cash, and then and then they start introducing their characters, and I'm the last one, and it's like, my name's Cruz, and I'm impulsive, and I'm like, damn it, okay, erase, change name. My name is Crash, and I'm impulsive. I'm like... Fuck, change, impulsive. Don't forget overconfident. Oh, overconfident, yeah. I'm like, fuck, change, talent. And then and then it's what uh, it was Darren. And I'm like, fuck, dicks. Fuck. Okay. And so, like, I had to, like, every time another character would introduce themselves, I had to completely change my character name and rethink, like, is this too much impulsive? And then we had, like, two characters with overconfident and two with impulsive. I'm like, Nah. This is good. Let's roll with yeah. this. Like, this will be fun for Stu. Adam, you now know what it's like to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. The
0: the. Um, again, there was there was some modification to this adventure uh, a couple days ago. It was like uh, Thursday. I'd re- I'd written these months ago, and I looked at it and like, nah, I'm gonna change it a little bit. And uh, you guys skipped the, the first scene entirely. Yeah. Because, and you, I don't know why you knew this, but the Russian spy you're looking for had already left New York. I had determined this before the game uh-huh. and had flown to Cape Canaveral. And instead of going to the Russian embassy to find out that the guy had gone to Cape Canaveral, but there was other stuff he could have found out, you're just like, fuck it. We know he's at Cape Canaveral. He's trying to... (laughs) No, because we called. We were on a
15: time limit.
0: (laughs) That's
14: right. We're like, hey, uh, is that guy there? No? Okay, cool. We're going to go to Florida.
15: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's not here. He must be in Florida now. Let's go. Into the jet plane. The only thing you
0: guys did that I anticipated was parachuting out of your plane onto the boat.
15: You really? anticipated that? That's of the what? one thing I anticipated. Of course he anticipated That's that. That's the one thing I anticipated. I mean, I did that not was anticipate like two hours into the game. You yeah. probably could have
0: detected a pattern. No, like I, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about weeks ago. That was uh, that was a scene that I figured would probably happen. Oh, okay, nice. What I did not figure is that you would then set the plane as you're jumping off to crash <laughs> into... Yeah. Thank they they, they, they crashed the plane... Basically, what happened, yeah. Apollo 11, 1969, uh, the rocket has taken off. It's on its way with, with um, Neil Young, Astronauts. or whatever his name is.
2: Neil Young. Right. That
15: was a joke. Thank the you. Young. Oh, wait, that's Barry Manilow.
0: Anyway, right, anyway. Yeah, it's right. on its way, and the United States I gotta has... Google that. Uh, and, and the Mobile Danger Force has discovered <laughs> that there, there's, a, uh, there's a nefarious plot by the commies to try to... Uh sabotage the missions in, in some way. And Michael so,
2: Fastbender, the guy that didn't mind on the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh um, so Michael the, Bolton, what? <laughs> oh <laughs> so, so, oh. that guy. Dr. Tom.
15: The, the the party <laughs> the array <laughs> name until that no talent ass clown show. <laughs> I just like to point
9: out you'll the old guy of this
8: podcast. And in
9: this
8: and right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh,
15: see, Jim, since you left, they gave me the mic. It's all fucked now. Jim. We're almost in the third hour.
9: (laughs) Yeah.
2: These are the best
0: episodes. (laughs) Anyway. So one of the the things I wanted to ask you guys about...
2: (laughs) <laughs>
0: one of the things... Oh, you know what? Kurt, you ha, you're taking away microphones. If that's the way it's going to be, let me tell you. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about was... Because I used the playbooks, which I did not use in the other game. In the other game, I gave them pre-gens and let them modify them. In this game, I gave you like basically like three or four pages where you go through, pick what your stats are going to be, pick what your skill... Package is going to be how? What did you guys think of that? And how? Because one of the things I like to do is let the players make their own characters. It makes, I think, for a better one shot than yes. to hand them pre gems. So, I, what was your thought opinion on that? So, just for a
14: clarification, uh, there were four pages with it was Doc Wheels, um, face, face, and shooter, the shooter. And, and, and there were two I forgot to print and out. And there were the two right. that we didn't have Brawler and Hitter. Yeah. And there were four. It was three worksheets of here's various. Stop atoming Stop the panel. <laughs> here's various arrays of stats you might pick. You suck. Here's, you suck! Here's various packages you of suck. skills you might pick. So it wasn't just like, here's a book. I'm going to flip through 47 skills to pick the ones I want. It's like, ah, do you want to be fighty? Do you want to be shooty? Do you want to be sciencey? You, you, you pick. You add them to your sheet. So it was a very quick way of going through character creation because it's like, here's stats. Pick one of them. Okay, cool. Th- those are what your stats are. Uh, here's some skills. What do you want? Uh, make up a word. It's your disadvantage. Make up a word. It's what you can do. Uh, it was very, very loose and fast, um, and it was a great way to do character creation. I, I loved it.
15: Yeah, I, I especially liked the um, the skill packages. It was like thugly skills, thievy skills, vehicley skills. I'm like, oh, this is so like this makes sense to me. Like, oh, I do not want the techie skills. I want this one. And so it's, it's a really fun and simple pre uh, character generation process that that worked out really well. I I thought
21: excellent. Yes. Let's go hey.
20: Uh, well you, you can talk about your character. You like? Cruz yeah. Thomas.
21: Well,
15: you don't want to you don't want to know about my character. Oh, we do want to know Tell about your character. Tell me about Cruise. your character. Lily made the best Lily character. I absolutely want to
21: know. Yeah. So, my character was Cruz Thomas. He had his cover as a actor. He did all of his own stunts, which was Italian, All of his own stunts. But it was also his disadvantage, because he's 50 plus, but trying to pass for no older than 42, and he wears action lifts in his shoes. Now, another disadvantage was he's a cult member.
0: Right, That's right. I forgot all about that.
14: Yeah. I, I was going to say. the Are you part kidding? of the kidding?
21: they saved the day.: that's the, right. the
14: part of the game that you didn't
0: prep for. Yes,:
21: So <laughs> a disadvantage was he was a cult member.
0: And he's an actor.
21: And he's an yeah. actor. So
0: what cults he going to belong to?
21: The Church of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, so, Cruz Thomas. Thomas. Yeah,
1: okay.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Still, you're getting hey, everybody's on
20: board. That's <laughs> fine. Hold <laughs> on. So and the last know, horse crosses come for the finish for me. line. I'm
21: going to have the squirrels busters or whatever outside my door.
20: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's badge I, of I, honor. Yeah, so, so so we're supposed to head to Cuba, and. Other than, fly, other, other than flying the plane into the boat, yeah. thank you,
15: Cruz Thomas pulls out this gem. Well, cause, and can I interject? Uh, so we we are a secret organization. We're not allowed to actually... Oh, it's MDF! And we are not allowed to contact the United States government or armed for, forces for
21: help. So... So I, my character pulled in a call to Elron to get the Sea Org... To do some reconnaissance and see if they could find any information on these ships right. coming out of Cuba. So the free wind happened to be in the area. Right. Again, squirrel, squirrel busters or whatever That's right. are going to be yeah. on my doorstep. That's okay. The the- All they're going to do is videotape
0: you. It's That's fine. That's <laughs>
21: We did it one moment in the game. I know, Hail Zinu. I remember that. So
0: was maybe, that, that was Elrond sign-off.
21: Yeah, no, right. here we go. Right,
0: right. Uh, hail Zeno. Yeah.
21: <laughs> you did do a very good Elrond, by I the tried. way. I yeah. tried. Th-
0: there's not a lot of recorded tape of him talking, but I've heard some. There
21: is recorded tape of him singing, don't
0: Google it. It's, wh- <laughs> it's Kimmy, worse than don't me. don't Google it.
21: Bilbo. Oh, yeah, no, Bilbo.
0: Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> That's still oh. stuck in my head. But no
20: means no, <laughs> D- <laughs> consent. That's not a piano you're playing. <laughs> That's <no
2: there>.
20: but, <laughs>
2: but,
20: but, but the, the the character packages and creation that Stu had set up worked really well because it, it let us. Well, put, it gave
21: us enough room to make Cruz Thomas. Right, yeah, right.
20: yeah. Right. 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 We were able to, to customize things. We, we we made connections between all of us, which really didn't come up in game, but it was still there in the back of our mind to kind of color our role playing, um, but, but yeah, and we Cruise all thought was, it worked really well. Cruise.
21: Was jealous of Dex because right. Dex is taller and better looking, yeah. and younger,
20: and and can apparently parachute better. That's true. When when, when he's saving his teammate. Oh, that's
21: true. You right. used you used because a mot did. in order to make sure that when Cruz parachuted out of the plane that he would I initially did. fail, but then manage to spectacularly save his yes. bacon. Yeah. He actually yeah. spent a mot to do that. I right. I
15: but, did. I needed. Yeah. We were all parachuting. I needed Cruz to not have his parachute open, yeah. and then find some yeah. way to. Miraculously, but 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 the the funny thing is,
20: Cruz saved my character who failed his parachuting role, and then let chose to fail. I needed those chose to fail, (laughs) and 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 so yeah, no, and so jumping out of a plane when Tommy his parachuting role, he rolled better than Cruz, so still looked better. Yeah,
21: (laughs) (laughs) we did make sure when we landed on the deck of the ship, we all tried to land in a good spot so that if there was a camera, it at least got all of us. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
9: <laughs> huh? yeah. So yeah. Like a three-point superhero landing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh,
20: so as yeah. as dysfunctional as our party was, the game was very enjoyable. I think we all had oh, yeah. a, a, had great. a good time because yeah, I mean, we were all invested in the characters and the party is horrible as it was we did a lot of martinis and, and coke
21: there was a lot of coke for this game because, I have to because, admit but we all, all we of our characters had yeah. to stay away yeah, and they can't fall the asleep
20: right. we, we had to be that's on top ah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have time to sleep because the astronauts were in danger that's right, right. Yeah.
15: exactly so we took cocaine to stay up and then we had martinis regularly to like level us off yeah it takes also. the edge off
21: yeah. Learn that the moon is n- is further than eight nautical miles. Yeah, down. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are
15: scientific facts. Scientific fact. You can't detonate
14: a bomb unless you're within eight nautical miles of the target.
15: <laughs> yeah, there anyway. were some critical failures on knowledge rolls.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Almost I right yes. yeah, yeah. yeah.
15: Uh, i just want to say so after like it's been slightly over a year that i've been with happy jacks this was my first time uh in a game with Stu as gm and my first time playing moment of truth so i have to say you lived up to the hype sir oh thank you thank, thank you very much it was thank you. super fun really fun experience actually yeah. thank and you. you guys were all fantastic it was so much fun
0: playing with. it was a great party all right. Well, it's the you first
21: time gotcha. I ended a role-playing game with the Church of
2: Scientology saving our bodies.
21: Right. <laughs> <so convincing. laughs> Me too. Yeah, we, no, we
14: had our. No, no.
0: No really, the Wait, are we the baddies? The yeah.
2: <laughs>. uh, are we, skulls, we
0: skulls on our on our collars? <laughs> All right. Artists, is that it? Yeah. Is that it? We're done. Anxiety. Call it. We're done. Going once, going twice. Thank you for joining us for season twenty-two, episode fourteen of the Happy Chick G Podcast. My name is Stu.
9: I'm Kurt. I'm
2: Cadave. You suck! You suck! 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 You suck!
9: And I suck. <laughs> I'm Chris.
3: Mi amo is Benji. <laughs> and I'm still Kimmy.
20: Hail Zenu.
0: And we'll leave you. We're not gonna leave you with a song. We're just gonna yell. Ah! Ah!
2: ah! ah! It's nuts, sorry.
9: I had a good idea, and it something's happened bad. And I was driving in my Honda.
15: You suck.
0: <laughs> you
9: suck. All right, goodbye.
0: Thank you, guys. <laughs> 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 what is happening? Everybody's going